NFL Draft Eve. That's right. It's tomorrow is probably you and I, one of our top five days of the year, because we love the first round of the draft. We love all the anticipation. We love all the just randomness about it. We just love everything about the draft. And well, uh, we don't love everything. I don't like when Adam Schefter goes on and tells us who is about to get picked. I don't like that. That's why I mute them on Twitter. I mute everybody on Twitter. Yeah, uh, if I had it my way, Adam Schefter would get fired for what? Well, oh, I'm not a huge fan of him to begin with, so I would I wouldn't care if he got fired just because. It, well, you know. He, he he could have a job. I'm not trying to take away his income for his family, but if he could just not have a Twitter account and maybe yeah. just leave all the news breaking to Ian Rappaport, that'd be cool. But yeah. if he could get suspended for one day every year, I, I I might have to join you in muting the TV because I have had many, especially when they trade picks, when there's a trade, they say, and, you know, here's the trade, here are the picks, and then they say, and it is thought that they are trading up to get this player. I'm like, dude, you just ruined the entire thing for me. I know, yeah. So it, it always gets ruined. Somehow somebody finds a way to ruin it for me. Like, I at least have one pick ruined for me. Luckily, this, this year is one of those rare years where I don't have to watch my Cleveland Browns make a first-round pick. So I can kind of just sit back, relax, and just kind of – because I don't really care how the draft goes in the first round because I kind of know what I can expect with the Browns first pick in the second round. There have been rumblings that they have thought about trading back up to the first round if some of these receivers fall, but uh, there's so many receivers in this draft that I don't think it's worth trading. Yeah, unless they have their eye on one guy in particular. Um, I do. You, oh, you do. Um, I like well, George Pickens. Oh, that's an interesting one. Because he was an enormous recruit with a lot of hype, but injuries got in the way. But right. he, he's he also a little out. bit of a, a – I don't want to say a head case, but he's he's had his issues. Uh, I might have to research that. But um, that's – Hmm, that's an interesting one because he came back and he was like, yeah. I mean, he played and made some meaningful catch. I, I think he had he like played, one I, huge catch against Alabama. Yeah, he had the one big one in I believe the first quarter. But so, yeah, he's he was hurt all year last year. I think he tore his ACL like in the off season, so he didn't really play. But I really liked what I saw saw out of him. If he would have came out the previous year, I bet he would have been a first rounder. He's that special. The rumor going around now is that many teams don't think he does have a character issue, so that's why he isn't a first-round pick. But then a lot of people also say that he is a top-ten talent in this draft, which you hear a lot, by the way. You always hear the guy like, oh, we just drafted a top-ten talent in this draft in the fifth round. Look at us. But then yeah. it's never happened. But I yeah, truly do there like, are like there, there are 300 top-ten talents every year. Jordan Elliott is the name that always sticks out to me. The Browns defensive tackle out of Missouri. Oh, Missouri. That guy, that guy, his, I remember watching his highlights and I was very impressed with him coming out of Missouri. Right. I, I thought you guys got a good steal. He stinks. But, um, that's unfortunate. Yeah, when we drafted him in the third round, all anybody talked about was like, that is the steal of the draft. He is a top 10 talent. He just, I was some, saying that too. Yeah. He had some trouble off the field. He had some other things, injuries and whatnot. 
that's all I heard. And but I do like George Pickens. Um, I like this Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. He's been rising lately. Yes, he has. Um, I still think Traylon Burks is going to be a first rounder, but I have seen some mocks where he's fallen out of the first round. I think so too. Um, he's. I don't know if he's the most athletic receiver in the draft, which might hold no. him back because I know that um, guys – well, I, I still think – and I'm not trying to live in the past too much, but that one, like, stairway to heaven catch that Garrett Wilson had against Clemson, oh, yeah. uh, his his freshman year, uh, that one is just imprinted into my brain forever. So that one – I. And that's part of the reason that I've just always had him above Chris Olave is because I don't think Chris Olave has ever done anything quite like that. So I, uh, I've always viewed Garrett Wilson as the number one stats aside because I couldn't recite their stats, but right. Chris Olave's stats are probably better. Uh, oh, Jameson, are. Jameson Williams threw a wrench in everything this year, and then then he also threw a wrench in everything by blowing out his knee. So yes. And then John Mechie also – who like really – yeah, he exploded this season now that all of those uh, – the the big four left, uh, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Jerry Judy, and Henry Ruggs. Um, now that those guys are gone and he was actually able to play some more, uh, he looked really good this year. And then he blew out his knee too. So yeah, uh, those two are going to be something to watch, but um, – yeah, Traylon Burks, despite the fact that he's not the most athletic receiver, he had a very good year and was huge for a, a really good Arkansas team. So I, I'm a fan of his, um, but I, I wouldn't put him above uh, – I wouldn't put him above Jamison Williams probably despite the knee injury, and I, I certainly would, uh, wouldn't put him above Garrett Wilson. My thing, I'm always scared – Jamison Williams is more than just a burner. But that's his skill. That's his. That's what's going to make him a lot of money in this league. I, I'm very. I like to take caution with burners. That's Traylon Burks. He's not. Not slow. He is. He's like. The early comparisons around him were like the next Debo Samuel, which I hate those kind of comparisons. Like, oh, he's the next blah blah blah. But he really. He. he can, I can't see him playing in that mold just because he's so athletic. He does everything right. Uh, he he he's still behind Garrett Wilson to me. Well, Jamison Williams did request a trade from Ohio State, so I guess he is the next Debo Samuel. Mm. Wait, was Debo mm. at Ohio State? No, oh, no, no, no. I was about because to say, he's, wait, what? No, he uh, he just very early is requesting trades, and then there was Kadarius K- Tony for a second, who everyone thought was holding out after his rookie year. That was funny. But I think he's. I think he already showed up, so I think that's over. I believe. Well, they're shopping him. There's, he's available at the right price, but the Giants are said to want like a king's ransom for him. Well, which I don't get because he didn't really do anything last year. Yeah. Well, I um uh, the the thing that I will forever remember about. Kadarius Tony is after he got drafted when ESPN rolled his highlight tape and it was like, wait a minute, is this guy the best receiver we've ever seen in college yeah. football? That was a ridiculous. I like him a lot tape. too because I bet on that Florida team so many times. 
I was on them so early that year. <laughs> that was that was one of my screwed me a couple times. That was they're definitely my top ten favorite teams I've ever bet on. That's the fun thing about gambling is you you build long term relationships yeah. with those teams. I don't know, I don't know if anybody's going to top Georgia from last year. That's that's a tough. They're they're clearly number one for me this so right now. Oh, as far I, as your favorite teams to bet on ever? That I've ever bet on because I was so on them so early. I put a future on them to win the championship game. The day after Ohio State got just absolutely embarrassed by Alabama. And then they just kept winning. I Even when they lost to Alabama, I had no faith in the SEC championship game. I had no worries that they weren't going to win the national championship. I just um, felt like – even that sounds silly, but it, I just – oh, no, there's no way they don't win the championship game this year. That, there's no way Alabama beats that defense twice. And they certainly didn't. Uh, no, they didn't. And to be fair, they were without Jameson Williams and John Mechie, but yeah, that's the they, break. Oh, yeah, and those receivers that they had out there were just like deers and deer and headlights, man. A Jay those, Hall who just transferred. Yeah, was he number eighty-four who completely yeah. had a terrible game? Like Bryce Young, and I, I did kind of beat him up a little bit because oh, he was bad. And well, I, I, uh, he was. Bad in the biggest games. It, well, uh, the biggest games being Cincinnati, and then uh, he was bad against Cincinnati. Oh, he. Although no, I don't oh. think. I think his. I think he kind of got a Mickey Mouse Heisman. Uh, well, no, I I thought he deserved the Heisman, but the Heisman because he was really good against Georgia. Oh, but then, yeah, he was. But then all of a sudden, once he won the Heisman, the two games after that, he did not look good. However, um. He could have looked a lot better against Georgia because he was fitting the ball into tight windows, but his receivers mm-hmm. were alligator arming it. They were terrified. Yeah, they were good. Because they were they were uh, uh, Hall was one of them. I forget who the other guy was. Played bold. But there, uh, no, because he's actually good. Although actually, he had I know like who you're ten, I can't remember his name. He had like ten. Slade Bolden had like ten catches in that game because that was the only guy that oh, yeah. that uh, Bryce Young could rely on. But 84, man, Hall, where did he just transfer to? Texas. Okay. They are getting a player who is not made for the big time because that guy, despite the fact, again, he was a freshman and he, you know, probably shouldn't have been forced to be out there in that big moment. But I mean, all I'm saying is Devontae Smith caught the game-winning touchdown in the national championship as a freshman. But That's that so guy, crazy that that was him. Bro, yeah, I, I know. And like, I had no idea who he was. And then no. three years later, I'm like, is this guy like 27 years old? Like, <laughs> I, I, I remember. Like, who the f- when he caught it, I'm like, who the fuck is six? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was one of his like 13 catchers that year, too. Yeah. The, the game. That year. That oh, my happens. gosh. That always yeah. ha- it's It's a college football thing. They Somebody goes off in the championship game, and then they're just awesome next year. Like, they, they maybe caught seven passes during the championship season. And then the next two, three years, they're the best player in football. Yeah, that was his uh, Malcolm Butler moment. Except uh, Hunter Renfro. Except, yes, him too. To and, translate it to the college game. Correct. And I remember 
gosh, man, Bryce Young was fitting the ball into some tight windows a time or two, and his receivers just got so timid. And so Hall, Texas, you know, Quinn Ewers, Quinn Ewers is going to have to throw the football to somebody else. By the way, whatever happened, I don't even know if you know this name because he hasn't really done anything on the football field. Whatever happened to that one receiver named Brew McCoy? He was, like, transferring back and forth between Texas and USC, like, six times. Yeah, he's in the portal again. (laughs) Um, Of course he is. He is. I believe he is currently 100% of Tennessee right now. Speaking of which. Yeah, I, I, I don't like that. We're both about to lose on Carnell Tate. Yeah, what the hell is that about? The NIL, the SEC NIL money is different, apparently. Let me see if he's what's what's the deal here. Let's see what's the deal. Let's see. Yeah, so this giant, this giant friendly competition between Ohio State and Notre Dame that yeah, I was, we just got cocked. Yeah, exactly. Tennessee just strolled in here and said, "You know, be gone with all of you." Yeah. He is 54% to Tennessee, 36% to Ohio State, and 7% to Notre Dame. I know Tennessee is – I like what Tennessee's doing as a program, but – As a program. I, uh, also, Arch Manning is now – Texas is now the favorite to grab Arch Manning. Oh, boy, here comes the – Texas quick, back? Well, they're going to have two quarterbacks. Are there mm. two footballs? Because we're about oh. to have Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning. There, there will be one year of them together if if that comes to fruition. Uh, what? But, yeah, oh, yeah, that would. Yeah. Um, you were, did Ewers redshirt? He had to have. Yeah, he's he's definitely eligible. He only played two snaps. That's right, and he didn't throw a single pass. Fucking no, head. two handoffs. Mm. I can't believe they, they were good handoffs there for that. Uh, yeah, I know. If you're going to put him out there, let him fucking sling it. Let him throw yeah. an 80-yard pass. But I'm trying to think of who was the other guy. It was Okay, Kyle McCord was playing. That was before. No, Jack maybe he, maybe Jake Miller already transferred. He did to Florida. Uh, okay, that's why. Because I, rem- I remember, I'm like, I feel like they're putting him in above somebody. But I guess if he already transferred, then... That would not be the case, but oh my goodness, this is a Arch Manning is going to make millions and millions of dollars anywhere. So I'm a little bit surprised that, and maybe he just wants to go to Texas. So that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna crush him over that. But if he's going to Texas because man, I just got to get in on this nil money, dude. You can make that anywhere. Oh yeah, I. So on three has an NIL website where they do the top 100 of. Yeah. NIL where did this website come from? That's all anyone's talking about now is, Oh, have you seen, and have you seen on three's rankings? But I've heard I, of this until like a month ago. I think they're from rivals. I think that's where they come from. I don't Ooh. know. They come from one of those sites. I just don't remember where. Can you guess who the number one in the country is? I'm going to say Evaluated. It's it's college football and college basketball. Oh, I I just saw this because two and three are some very good looking uh, basketball playing twins from Miami, Florida. Um, which, by the way, 
I don't think anyone, although it makes complete sense, I don't think anyone realized just how much money NIL money would affect the the female athletes who are on TikTok. Those athletes are making a lot of money off of oh, yeah. NIL. Um, There's a girl from um, that played on Oregon's bas- women's basketball team that's like a TikTok megastar now. Dude, Oregon, a few years ago, they had like two softball players who were exploding. Back when it must have been Vine, I guess. It must have been pre-TikTok. Or maybe it was like the very beginning of TikTok. But I, Oregon apparently is a hotbed for this stuff. But um, no, I, I, I literally saw this list. And I, I forget, but it was so, – somebody was worth a couple million dollars. And I remember being shocked. A few people are. Who was it? Number one is Bronny James. Oh, okay. Maybe I didn't see this list. I, I'm Six point three million. Oh, which man. is far and away number one. Number two is Mikey Williams. He's he's a big basketball prospect. I don't know where he's going. He's passed at two point six million. Then Sharif O'Neal, two point. I don't know why. That's who. That's million. who it was. I, that's Sharif who it was. Who I saw on the list. Yeah, I uh, it, the list I saw must have just been current college athletes, but. Yeah. Yeah, Sharif O'Neal's been in college for like three years and hasn't done a thing. Transferring again. Yes. Uh, LSU, LSU is falling apart. Well, they have zero players currently. Once, Do they have once a that, coach? Yes, it was um, – uh, where did he come from? He may have came from a Big East school. Um, shoot, it was a team – oh, it, might, it may have been Murray State's coach. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. What's his name? Um, not Matt McConaughey, but something close. <laughs> yeah, it's Matt Mc, Mac McMahon, I think. Yes, that that guy. Here we go. Um, what was that? I was going to say. God damn it! What was I going to say? When that Will Wade money left, so did all of the. Players. Oh yeah. <laughs> Arch Manning is two point one million. And then Bryce Young at one point nine million. Hansel Emanuel, basketball player. I'm actually, and I probably shouldn't be, I'm kind of shocked that Bronny James is above Arch Manning just because from all the discussions, it sounds like Arch Manning is expected to be way better than than Bronny. Bronny, Because everyone's talking about like, oh, you know, Bronny – LeBron's just guaranteeing his son's going to make the NBA. He, there's no guarantee. He's at least only a, you know, a top 40 prospect. He's not one of the top five. And then we'll talk about Arch Manning, like, get his gold jacket ready. <laughs> huh. So, Bronny James is 53% to North Carolina A&T and 46% to North Carolina Central. Yeah, the – um. This class in particular, because I know Mikey Williams was tweeting something about this a while back, um, where he it, it was in 2020 when that stuff all happened. It was like there was a giant HBCU kick. Um, right. I, I think Maker Maker went to Howard, yeah, and then uh, and then his next year was playing professionally overseas. So that didn't exactly work out. No, um, maybe maybe that had nothing to do with it. Uh, but I remember the the big rise of the HBCU discussion. Uh, honestly, like 
I'm sure that Deion Sanders money can also apply to basketball. So I'm if any if you're gonna oh, go yeah. anywhere, I would imagine that would be a viable option. But um, I, Travis Hunter is on this list too. There's two uh, Jackson State players on this list: uh, Travis Hunter and then Deion's uh, son Shador. Shador, yeah. You know, I one of Deion Sanders' sons follows me on Twitter. Really? Yeah, Deion Sanders Jr. He was, a, I believe, an SMU Mustang once upon a time. He was. Let's see. Because when – because because I'm verified, you can see, like, all your verified followers. So I looked, nice. I, I, I've never – I never noticed that until the other day, so I looked through it. I have a lot. Warren Moon. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Eduardo Perez. Oh, that's actually a um, big one. Yeah. Bud Elliott, I like him. That's why I just mentioned him. Um, let's see, let's see what else we got here. A lot of just random people. So Eduardo Perez is watching you go to war with Toronto Raptors fans. That's, That's right. hilarious. <laughs> He's just um, sitting on his couch like, what is Corgan tweets saying about Toronto? <laughs> yeah, Deion Sanders Jr. I don't follow him. That's a power move. Um, <laughs> Jose Batista. Oh, but he follows like a million people. Yeah, he does. Little B, he also follows everyone. Um, and Twitter verified, I like when they follow me. I don't follow them. That's that's also a power move. I take it they just follow every verified. They just follow, yeah, they follow all the verified accounts. Do we know who has the most followers on Twitter? Once upon a time, it was Katy Perry, but that was like a decade ago, and I imagine that somebody has probably passed her. Um, I would assume, like, maybe Drake? Yeah, I can see him as a... Let's see. Maybe oh, I, I, is he on Twitter? I, I don't even th- oh, yeah, he might be a big one, especially recently with uh, his involvement with Twitter now. That might be newsy and... Keep everyone interested. Also, might, might be like Ariana Grande. Yeah, she was oh, the one who I was actually. Oh, what we got? It is Barack Obama. Really, one thirty-one point seven million. Second wow. is Justin Bieber. Yeah, that's he's a good one too. Let's see, there's Katy Perry's third, Rihanna is fourth, Cristiano Ronaldo's fifth, Taylor Swift is sixth. Don, oh, Donald Trump was seventh. Um, Elon Musk is eighth. Ariana Grande nine. Lady Gaga ten. That's a that's a good list. Corgan yes, tweets eleven. Yeah, where, where, where am I at? Where are me and my whatever? How many followers? Four thousand six hundred and twenty followers. Hey, your community is second to none, and I'm proud to be a part of it. Hey, uh, so some of y'all suck. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, I I got ratioed by Canada, man. It wasn't good. What's your um? Which fan bases have you? Because you'll remember this way better than I will. And I know that the the Toronto Raptors one was not the only one that was a big deal. What's the? What are some some of the fan bases out there who have you, you've gotten really upset for one reason Michigan. or another? What what tweet was that? Hey, so many. Um, I'm trying to think of my funniest tweet I've ever made. Oh, 
I when Ohio State lost to Oregon this past year, I tweeted out, "Y'all are celebrating um, right a week two game in a pandemic. People are dying." And then, <laughs> like three hundred Oregon people just started, just found me and were just look like were DMing me and all that. It was crazy. And you would think Oregon people of all people would be the ones who would be like, yeah, yeah. somebody started trash talking me about the trailblazers or were like using the trailblazers against the, like, Oh, look at your calves. They suck this year. I'm like, what, what? Well, that was one, that was one of the best. Um, I think I used, Oh, when I tweeted, when Michigan lost to Georgia and I tweeted out that Michigan is still searching for its first outright national championship since the start of the Korean war. Michigan fans didn't care for that one, although it was fair and true. Um, oh, the uh, the Baker well, fans have gotten riled up. I've actually I'm on I'm on Michigan's side here That's because awesome. I'm pretty sure Michigan won the AP in '97, and it was the coaches who like made them share it with Nebraska. I do not yes. acknowledge any coaches poll. Okay, Michigan, I am giving mm. you that national championship because. I'm not. I'm not gonna let coaches who don't watch other teams determine who the championship is just because. Well, I I don't know why that we even have that to begin with, but Michigan, that's my olive branch to you. Um, you also ruined Notre Dame's season in 2006 after we mm-hmm. pummeled Penn State, and then you proceeded to pummel us. Um, and then our season would be ruined at the end of the year anyway when we attempted to compete against LSU in the Sugar Bowl. That didn't go well. Um, no, it certainly didn't. Uh, the home field advantage was not on our side, and that that might be the only reason we lost by 38. But <laughs> it, it didn't work yeah. out. But you deserve that national championship. The coaches' poll is nothing. I, I think the fan base I rile up the most is probably the Baker Mayfield stance. That, well, that, no, I don't, I don't group rile, of pansies. I haven't riled – I haven't riled them up the most, but they are the most fun to rile up. Oh, no question. When what I, about the, when the Browns beat the Bengals in Week 17 with Case Keenum in that JV squad game? Yeah. I, I tweeted out, Case Keenum would have had the Browns on a first-round bye. This is crazy. <laughs> they didn't care for that one. When the um, when Jarvis Landry came out and was cut, like very vague after he got cut, he was very vague about like what happened. Just a weird tweet, and I tweeted out, "I can't believe Baker Mayfield ripped this team apart." And they, <laughs> oh my god, people were telling me to kill myself. <laughs> oh boy, there we go. <laughs> I, I still, I still look back at this one dude who, like, he's try, he tried to be like an NBA Twitter kind of guy, like just like oh, oh like Juan Perez. Yeah, kind of like he was like he has like I I go back and read his direct messages to me because they make me funny. Or they make me laugh. They make me funny. Uh, like, he tweeted out, like, the tweet activity because he replied, like, something ratio underneath. He replied um, the tweet activity from his rate, quote-unquote ratio tweet. It had 59 impressions. And he's like, I just ratioed the shit out of you. And he's probably being serious about it, too. I think he was. Man, some people. Somebody Elon is, Musk is going to make this app even crazier. We're uh, it's going um, to be a free for all, which is good. Be, he says that, but um, somebody DM me with like one of those ape like nil 
or not NIL, uh, NFT uh, profile pictures, which you know is just going to be an incredibly annoying thing. He said, how the yeah. fuck is your shit little page even verified? You fucking stuck at this shit. Get a new hobby. So I screenshot his NFT and I just sent it back to him. <laughs> and he blocked me. Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, so I, now you, you also co-own his NFT. I do. We we yeah. own this NFT. Yeah. This is our <laughs> NFT. Yeah, that's that's what that's you should have responded with. This is our NFT. We paid the same <laughs> amount of money for this. Uh, no, you didn't, but... No, because uh, that guy probably paid a million dollars for that. Uh-huh. You see that, like, some big NFT, like, Discord channel got hacked and people lost millions of dollars? No, I didn't, but that's... Not it's not surprising. funny, but it's kind of is when you buy, pay a million dollars for a picture. Yeah, like people who lose art, I don't care. Like you, the person who paid money for Tom Brady's last football should not get a refund. Oh, of course they shouldn't, because at, at the time, I mean, it's not like there was no, any sort of shady dealings with the auction no. house. That's just they voided it. I know that. I don't know how that works. Like, can you? I don't know if you can legally act like if it's like if he doesn't he goes to jail like give back some money. I, have I don't no think that's idea. how things work. No, but I think it's quite hindsight to just say, "Hey, you know what? He didn't actually retire." Now, it might be a nice gesture, but I, also gesture. I don't even know how that auction house got their hands on that football. Like, does Tom Brady? I thought Mike Evans stuff. threw it into the stand. Or no. No, that was number 600. That was, yeah, that was the 600 touchdown ball. Yeah, yeah he got some get kid of Bitcoin. Well, I guess Tom Brady probably didn't know at the time how was it, that could have potentially been his final. Um, and, and, if you, and if you want to jump down into the, into the conspiracy oh, yeah. theories then he knew that that wasn't going to be his final touchdown pass. Oh, yeah, because you're going to go play with the Dolphins, him and Sean Payton. Yeah, and um, oh, my gosh, and that that would-be dynasty down there. Mm, him and Tyree Hill. Mike McDaniel, who's, who's a, fun, like a, a fun press conference to yeah. listen to. Yeah, nice young guy. Enough of the old. Yeah, he's a... Uh, He's a, he's a fun time. I, uh, he's a likable guy, so I'm rooting for him. He had a really good interview on Pat McAfee's show. Well, that's which I'm watching easy. on mute right now. Yeah. What are the uh, who are the guests that he has lined up? Because I know that they right now he's talking to Shams Sharania, the NBA guy. I know he has Joel Klatt. What on earth is he gonna? Is the Shams Sharania gonna say like the NBA playoffs? Talking well, to the I, NBA playoffs. Well, yeah, but just like injury update, like what news is he going to break? He's always be a... He's like a frequent guest. Oh, maybe, maybe that's him and Rappaport or he. McAfee's arsenal of guests is unbelievable. Nobody's will ever beat uh, Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick will get oh Dan, like, yeah Dan pitchers Rich in the Eisen middle of the them. World Series. Yeah, Rich like, Eisen will get them. Clayton Kershaw McAfee... could go pitch Game Three of the World Series the next morning. He's on. Dan Patrick. I don't know how he gets like he gets them like in moments where they should be busy. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, I feel like Mac, uh, Matt Ryan's going to be in studio. He said earlier this morning. Oh, 
he always, he well, always gets these big. I can't believe how big because I remember I I started listening to his podcast when he first brought it out because I was always such a big fan of him just because I like people who are fun in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing because before it was just some sort of slapdick production, and now it's oh, yeah. the, they were, probably they were the biggest like sports closet. show in America. Um, it's up there. And good for uh, Chris Russo for getting them into the into Mad Dog Radio. Mm. I think they're leaving radio though. And he always because uh... he always slams the radio station on uh, on air. Oh, he does. Or he just kind of like picks at it that he doesn't really give a shit because most of his money he says comes from YouTube, so he doesn't really care about the radio. Wow, you t- well, I know that he. Um... They do a lot of uh, joking with, like, coming in and out. Because isn't their show – I'm trying to figure out how to even explain this. The timing of their show doesn't necessarily align with the radio because I think they do an extra hour on the yeah. show or something like that. So yeah, I know they, that they, they, uh, they have a lot of awkward transitions where they have to, like, yeah. stop for the radio and then, like, immediately start back up again. And then Pat always messes it up, and he kind of laughs at himself, like, oh, we're so great at radio or something like oh, that. Oh, he does it all the time. It's so, fu- it's so funny. Sometimes they'll, they'll usually go for, like, a half hour after to get off the radio on YouTube. And then sometimes they just, like, if they miss a break, they'll just stay on YouTube. Because when they go to the radio, they take – when they go – two radio breaks they often just take a break on youtube but then sometimes if they go past it they'll just talk right through the break and it's always so funny yeah yeah, that's i've definitely seen that before that's uh what what man how it must feel great to be proven right like that i remember the um the pti segment and they've this off many times where Michael Wilbon's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you can get into sports writing later, finish your career while it's still there for you. And now he's bigger than all these guys. That's incredible. Uh, I got to imagine he's making a lot more money now than he did in the NFL. Oh, without a doubt. He's making With the WWE. Year. That's just off of uh, FanDuel. Oh, yeah, FanDuel. Oh, I forgot about the FanDuel. The Super FanDuel, WWE. I'm sure he gets paid money from fucking everywhere. He gets, yeah, he is. He has the dream job. But anyway, I made a mock draft, a final mock draft. I I did not make an official mock draft due to academics lately. Uh, however, uh, I will be participating in discussion, and okay, I would love to good. hear your mock draft. I have the Steelers selecting a long snapper. Uh huh. Well, I have the Browns trading up to number one and drafting Kenny Pickett. Well, we need uh-huh. a backup quarterback. We need a we need a young backup quarterback. You need a fourth stringer behind Jacoby yeah. Brissett and Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have. Who did we just get? If um, Baker Mayfield really wanted to troll, he would show up to camp. Oh, Dobbs. Oh yeah. If you need a fifth stringer. Yeah. I. Baker Mayfield is not showing up in Berea, Ohio, ever again. Until he plays. I did see Deshaun Watson the other day. I pulled up to a red light next to him. Really? Yeah. I mean, that happens all the time since I live three minutes away from the facility. But did you uh, did you the fanboy thing, Deshaun? 
No, I just I just look. I just noticed it was him. But uh, I I pulled up next to Brandon Whedon one time and he flipped me off. I don't remember why because I wasn't doing anything to him. You know, how do you not remember why? Come on, there's, there's gotta be you had you had to have done something. I may I probably just like recognized and waved at him, but he just he just gave me the finger. Is that well? His twenty eight year old rookie looking ass. Yeah, yeah, he had a. He probably had a rough day at the office that day. Which um, he's had. Trust me, he probably had many rough days in Berea. <laughs> so uh, yeah, odds are he didn't have a good day at practice because he didn't have many good days in Cleveland. No, certainly not. His first memory in Cleveland was getting trapped under a big flag. Uh, yes, uh, was that his first game? It was. He threw four interceptions. Ooh. Imagine, uh, imagine getting drafted in the first round, and two years later, you get beat out by some old man named Brian, named Axel Hoyer. Mm. Northeast Ohio's greatest. Fine. Yeah, San, San Ignatius. San Ignatius, North, by way of North Olmsted, Ohio, which is like, a, practically, I practically live in North Olmsted. Cleveland just has a bunch of cities hanging around there. Yeah, but I, I guess I mean. I can I can walk down to the end of my driveway, look, and I can see North Olmsted, but I don't live in North Olmsted. Anyway, mock draft. Yes. So all the talk around is that Trayvon Walker is now going number one. I just don't buy it. I just simply don't buy. Like he's a good player. I have him going too, but I just simply don't buy. I don't I don't buy anybody's going to draft him over Aiden Hutchinson. So I have Aiden Hutchinson going one. I have Trayvon Walker going two, three. I have the Texans taking Evan Neal. They can literally take anybody in this spot. So I have them taking who I still think is the best player in this draft. Um, and then four, I have Kayvon Thibodeau going to the Jets. Everyone keeps saying he's going to fall out of the top ten. I'm sure. Um, and then five, I have Akeem Mekwanu going to the Giants. I'll go I'll go five at a time here. All right. Um, I still think that the Jaguars should – Take Evan Neal, although, gosh, just, I, I, Cam Robinson I, just signed an extension today. That that's literally what I was about to say. Was I just yeah. realized that the Jaguars apparently had the greatest free agency since the Philadelphia Eagles' dream team. So yeah, I I'd have to review who all they signed to their team, but they they've done a lot of work on the defensive side of the ball in the draft, and I guess I mean I guess it worked for the Forty ers Look at them, but yeah, um. I don't know, with Caleb on Chase on, who they drafted recently, Josh Allen, who they drafted recently, C.J. Henderson, who was a first-round draft pick they drafted recently. I just I, – I don't know if they need defense, but I guess at this point just – what I've learned from last year's draft with these mock drafts is just teams will draft who they think is best, and then they will use the second round to draft the team need. Because I got – I had one of the worst mock drafts you would ever see last season. And the year before, I crushed it. The year before, I had eight of the top ten correct. It was fantastic. And then last year, I just, oh, my goodness. I had my fall from grace and my re- my regression to normalcy. But I that, that's going to be my new strategy. Teams are going to draft who they think is the best player Um. Which, which, I don't know how Trayvon Walker has somehow convinced everybody that he's this next upcoming star. I heard a stat that in terms of pass rush win percentage, Aiden Hutchinson was at 33%, Kayvon Thibodeau was at 31%, and Trayvon Walker was at 10%. Mm. I have no idea how 
was he like a combine warrior or something? How did this happen? He, I, I honestly do, couldn't pretend to even care about the NFL combine. So uh, I don't so know. That's, that's fine. I don't blame you. The, the only I, reason I watched the combine was to watch the Ohio State guys. That was the only reason. That's that's fair enough. I um. All right, I'll go. I'll go. Aiden Hutchinson, probably two. I, I don't know if I'm going to put Evan Neal in my mock draft. Uh, number one, because, uh, I'll put him in my mock draft. He's I not going. Number, that. I don't think they're ta- they're not taking a lineman. There's no way. I just my oh my goodness. It, he man, he's he's also he can also play guard if need be because he did that his yes. first year at Alabama, which. That just seems to be a trend. They start at guards, and then once the first rounders leave, they just shift over one spot. Um, right. I, I definitely have Aiden Hutchinson over Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, I am hesitant on Trayvon Walker. Also, a, a guy that you're about to name, I'm sure, very soon in your mock draft, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. He's also mm-hmm. a guy that has skyrocketed without even playing a game recently. So th- those guys I'm always, I'm hesitant on, but – I, I, my order would definitely go Hutchinson one, Thibodeau two, and then I, I don't know. I mean, maybe out of spite, pick Jermaine Johnson over Trayvon Walker. I don't like how far that he's risen without even playing a single game. Yeah, uh, there there always seems to be one. I, I I like I said, I just simply don't buy. He's going number one. I know he's the a betting favorite right now. Let me yeah, let me pull up these odds. I talk, but I know he is a pretty heavy favorite to go number one right now. I just don't buy it. Well, that would be yeah. He's minus three hundred to go number one. That's so bad, man. This is like that is embarrassing to me, honestly. This guy, no one. We were all talking about the Georgia defense. No one was talking about this guy. It was all Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean. Now, now Georgia has another rising star, Lewis Seen or Sign. Okay. I don't know how you pronounce it, but there are some people arguing. Oh, he might, he might go above Kyle Hamilton. Watch out, he might go above Kyle Hamilton. I, like, where are these no. people coming from? Uh, it's it's the draft. Nothing makes sense. Derek Stingley's now the favorite to be the third pick. I I oh. actually don't like that. He's got he's got J, JT Barrett syndrome. He just gets warts every year. But what's, I, what's all that about? Well, uh, any chance for me to make that comparison, I take it. But I think that I'll allow it, but I don't. Uh, I I won't. I'll allow it, but I don't care. Don't, yeah, yeah, perfect. I um, I gotta go watch some Trayvon Walker highlights to see what this guy's all about. But um, Ahmad Gardner, I thought, despite the fact that Alabama ran the ball way more than they threw it against Cincinnati. Bryce Young was – it felt like – and this is a, a feel analysis, which is always the best. It felt like every single time Bryce Young dropped back, he was forced to escape the pocket because there was nothing open down the field, and eventually the pocket would cl- – also, he had happy feet that game, so the pocket was completely clean, and he would still scramble because he just felt like he was getting tackled. But the, I was I was impressed with how Ahmad Wagner played that game. Uh, right. There were – not a lot of throws down the field. So that game kind of that, – that sealed it for me. I Now, I have been – and I'm surprised about this because I was – I mean, he wasn't the only member of that secondary who was locking up receivers because 
I heard all season long, oh, it's Sauce Gardner and it's Kobe Bryant. I haven't heard Kobe Bryant's name probably since the end of the season. And he was supposed to be a big name. He'll probably be a day two pick. Nah, that'll be fine. I At most, he'll probably go in the mid-second round. Uh, well, you know, Even that's, that that's spread, good. Though. this is a very middle heavy draft. So I hear at least it is. So that would that would be plenty fine if he could do that. And somebody's going to get some good use out of him. But I am going to go with and not that I've watched every game of Derek Stingley's career, but <laughs> I watched I did watch a couple of those games. Um, he cannot cover Devonte Smith. Now, not a lot of people could. However, uh, he's I'd argue really no one could. Uh, Tom Borland certainly couldn't. Uh, no, he could not. Um, Kerry Combs was sure willing to try, though. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I think Sauce Gardner is a little bit better, just really off of very little. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with that anyway. And I, Sauce Gardner is tall, isn't he? He's like 6'1". He's a big guy. He's a bigger corner. So that's uh, the Jalen Ramsey type, I guess. So I, I'm I'm sticking with Sauce Gardner. Uh, also, if the Houston Texans draft a cornerback, like seriously, third, I mean, come on, yeah, especially third, especially with how bad they are, like they, I, I would argue, it's, and oh, this would be an interesting thing, if somehow, if somehow they the NFL made made it to like free agency, they they project win totals after free after you sign free agents. To where like the Jaguars no longer are the worst team, and now the Houston Texans are drafting number one because they've just had a terrible free agency and haven't signed anybody. That'd be an interesting way to do it. But at this point in time, they they might have the worst roster in the NFL. I, I like I don't know how that they squeaked away four wins or whatever it was, but they cannot be drafting a corner to try to re- restart this rebuild. No, yes, yeah, sir. You take the best available, and if you're Dead set on a corner, then you take it, then you take one at 13 because somebody's going to be there. Because there's, there's like four to five corners that can go in the first round. Oh, uh, Houston also has 13. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. The Browns. But, um, so oh, yeah. six through 10, I got the Panthers taking Charles Cross, tackle out of Mississippi State. Seven, Giants taking Jermaine Johnson. You just mentioned him. Eight, I have the Falcons taking Garrett Wilson. Nine, the Seahawks take in Sauce Gardner. And then 10, I have the Jets taking Derek Stingley. Oh, oh, we're, uh, are we revamping the Legion of Boom? That's right. That's well, exactly Seattle, right. Seattle needs a lot, and they're not going to be competitive this year. And I think getting Sauce Gardner at nine is just tremendous value. I agree. If he's available, that's fantastic. Um, you said Jermaine Johnson was going where? Uh, the, uh, Giants? the Giants. Seven. Uh, and who'd you have them taking at fifth? Uh, Akeem Ikwana. That Man, if they can get a, a defensive lineman and an offensive lineman, that'd be a, a pretty good, good draft. Yeah, that'd be real good. Is Nate Solder Especially if still Andrew on that Thomas team? looked good. Andrew Thomas looked so good last year. If you can good. get both those guys, he was get great both two in shut down. Yeah, if you can get two shutdown tackles, that's awesome. And that because they're not riding with Daniel. Daniel Jones is not the franchise guy. So they're going to – whoever they bring in, they're going to have – if Aquanu pans out and Andrew Thomas continues on the trend he's on, two elite tackles for a rookie quarterback, 
is probably as good as you can do as a franchise. Have the Giants picked up his fifth-year option? Who? Oh, Jones? I, no way they have. The um, Well, in that case, they might be a sleeper team to draft a quarterback. But uh, that's going to throw a wrench in everything. Is There are going to be a handful of teams that actually like these quarterbacks and a lot of teams who don't. And, right. I mean, there's just no telling who, who it's going to be, which means we all got to be tuning in all four or five hours tomorrow. It's the one. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some trading because uh, some, somebody from the back end of the draft, I don't know. Everyone's saying Tennessee's this sleeper team to draft a quarterback, and I'm curious to see who you're yeah. going to have them take at 26. Um, uh, I would like to hear your next five selections. Okay. Uh, 11, Washington. I have them taking Chris Olave. 12, Minnesota, Kyle Hamilton. 13, the Texans, I had them taking Drake London. 14, or um, I'm sorry, yeah, because I screwed that up. I had them taking Traylon Burks, and then I had whoever I had Traylon Burks taking, I had taken Drake London. I just, I had a brain fart in my head when I was doing this. Uh, 14, the Ravens, I have taking Trevor Penning, the tackle out of Northern Iowa. And then 15, I have the Eagles taking Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams, I I like it. I, I do think that he's going to go high. I I don't want to just pretend like he's worthless just because he might miss his entire rookie season because right. he's going to have more than just a one-year career. But I understand that some people no, – uh, Well, I read a report that he is like – like he'll, he'll play week one. Like he's that oh. far – like Okay, so ACL, now it's just – ACL tears are a stub toe nowadays. It, they, they're nothing. Yeah, it's just it's Tommy John. You just miss, then you just come right back. Well, actually, no, yeah, Tommy John. You is Tommy John a? Is it a twelve month injury? Is it longer than that? No, it's longer than that. Who just? Oh uh, man, John Means. I think is getting Tommy John. He'll be out no! for at least a calendar year. He's the only good player on that team. On the Orioles. Yeah, I that, mean Anthony Santander. Cedric Mullins is pretty good. Oh, actually, he is pretty good. He did he make the All Star team last year? He should have. He did. He did. I remember he was one of my early season, like my fancy baseball teams all injured. I just need an outfielder. So I picked up Cedric Mullins and I just never dropped him because he was that good. Nor should you have. He was, he was actually oh, yeah, pretty he was, good. He was legit. He was main, oh yeah, he was, he was awesome last year. Um, he wasn't 16, some charity all-star either. He was legit. Certainly not. 16, I had my first quarterback off the board going to the Saints. I got Malik Willis going to the Saints. I definitely think that the Saints are a team who are available to take a, a quarterback. James uh, James Winston's coming back, but not on starters' money. So I think that tells you that they are they're still open to looking because. Well, I think now, they told me they they signed Jameis and then we're instantly trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. So they are definitely they're not. The Jameis isn't the guy in New Orleans. He's the guy right now. Taysom Hill is. With that $140 million contract. No, the, the quarterback, the, uh, whoever, who's, the new, who's the new coach there? Uh, is a defensive coordinator. They promoted the defensive coordinator from within, That's I think. That's right. And I think he said in a press conference that Taysom Hill quarterback ex- experiment is over. <laughs> he basically just said, I never agreed with this to begin with. No, it's stupid. Who cares? Just let him, just, just let him go like play punt, punt block or something like that. I don't know. He's not good. Well, he's good when no, he's, he's not used. Good. He's just not well, good. In gen- he's a good football player. I'm not saying he's a good quarterback. 
But he's Everyone a good football in the player. NFL is a good football player, though. Oh, my. He, okay. Well, I'm not saying he, he's a first-team all-pro anything. I'm just saying I, you can get some good use out of him. What I'm saying is I wouldn't pay him a dollar. Oh, now you're just a hater. No, I just don't want him. I, I wouldn't pay him a dollar to play for the Browns. You don't think you can get some use out of him? Whether he's playing tight end. Well, I, I forgot. It's, Cleveland I has like all the tight ends in the world. And they're, they're, they pay the wrong one. Right. Yeah. Well, who'd they pay? Austin Hooper. Uh, and then Njoku. Njoku's good. Turned, yeah, he learned how to catch a football finally. Yeah, that was good. That was a, that was a problem for a while, wasn't it? That was certainly a problem. <laughs> he had a. He was good at getting open. He just couldn't finish the job. Yeah, he he just like went off last year. He was like, oh, okay. It's about yeah. In his like seventh season, he had to finally had his breakout year. Right, and he was always he's he's such a good Madden tight end. Just to throw that out there. Because like if you're playing so Madden, athletic. yeah, if you're playing Madden, just taking Joku. But um, uh, Malik Willis, <laughs> and then seventeen, the Chargers. I've been taking Jordan Davis. 18, the Eagles, I have taken Andrew Booth. 19, the Saints again, I have them taking Traylon Burks. And then 20, your Pittsburgh Steelers, I want you to guess. If you say Desmond Ritter, just to mix my my Notre Dame loss, mix <laughs> it in with my Pittsburgh Steelers fumbling around with their quarterback, um, mm. that's going to be devastating. I have them taking Kenny Pickett. I almost had them taking Desmond. I really do like Desmond Ritter. I think he has a lot of potential, but I do. I think Kenny Pickett is the clear number two in this draft. Um, that's fine. I like that he can run because I I don't think our offensive line's in a great position. I like that we signed Trubisky because he's a runner. So I, you know, Maserati Mitch is a, as he's known mm. on the the Twitter streets. I I like a mobile quarterback in general, because that's just, it seems to be the trend in the NFL is that, you know, you don't have to be like running for 50 yards and breaking off super big gains, but just being mobile in the pocket and being able to escape pressure. That's, that is becoming the norm. So I, I really think that the, that that's going to become far more normal than the, the straight up Peyton Manning pocket passer. Oh yeah. That's Hold definitely- there will definitely be a place for those guys somewhere, but I, I mean, you better be a, a dead eye with your precision and your ability to read defenses because that the improvisational masters like the Bryce Youngs, those are the those are the guys that are really gonna last. So, uh, and uh, Big Ben was mobile not at the end of his career, but uh, for the majority of his career he was, despite the fact that he wasn't a runner. So. Um, I be completely honest with this. How much of this pick had to do with? Well, they drafted James Conner out of Pitt, so they like they like the hometown guys. I mean, it wasn't that. I feel like him going to Pitt does help a lot because he played in that stadium. And he is he a Pittsburgh uh, guy? Is he from the area? Um, I don't know, but I wouldn't doubt it because they get, they recruit locally very uh, a lot. Right. I mean, if Mr. Trubisky comes in and the Steelers start 0-5, do you think, you think they're going to keep going with Mr. Trubisky? No. 
And I really love taking a quarterback because that's a very real possibility. I love Mitch. I've always made my love for Mitch Trubisky known. But let's be honest. I agree. I agree. And I've always I've always been kind of a hater of his. However, Mm. given the circumstances, I don't think he was a bad signing and we didn't sign him for that much. So it it shows that we're open to other options. Um. I wouldn't hate taking a quarterback. Um, it would actually make my draft ex- – this might be the most fun draft ever if we take a quarterback <laughs> because I'm very used to the Steelers drafting cornerbacks uh, I've never heard of or offensive linemen. So I'm, I'm not used to having exciting draft nights. Uh, last year was uh, – I didn't want it to be exciting. I didn't want the Najee Harris running back selection, although I will say he was awesome, <laughs> but – he still, uh, man, he took a lot of hits last year. Yeah, and I'm I'm already nervous about like five years. There were there were a couple of head injuries mixed in there, and then he, he like came back. He came back and played. So I'm like, oh my gosh, we're just we're just destroying our first round draft pick already, and we don't have an offensive line to block for him. But uh, I, this I will be open. Unlike last year, I will be open to the exciting pick for the Steelers this year. Uh, give us a. a give us a fun player because um, I think that we are now in a position that you are used to being in. I'm not. So I might need some advice on how to handle being in a rebuild because uh, the, I think the Ravens and Browns are both going to be a lot better than they were last year. And although I think the Bengals are going to come down a little bit in in part because the Ravens and Browns are going to excel, I I don't think they're going to come down so far to where they're all of a sudden worse than us. So we're going to be in a position where we're not going to be winning a lot of games next year, and I don't like it. So, uh, God damn I, I, yeah, it's that's that's how a lot of people feel in this division is that um, it, it's about time. But we, uh, you know what? We don't need to win this year. Give us a long term guy. Just give us a a guy who's going to be good down the road. So if that if it's an exciting quarterback, wide receiver, if we're trying to you know, make a splash for the future, that's fine. I, I don't need a necessarily an offensive lineman right here, right now, although we better be taking them in the middle of the middle of the draft order, if that's the case. Yeah, I would assume nice voice crack. I would assume yeah. that they, because it's, it's such a deep, this draft isn't about the top, it's about the middle. It's what yes. I've always said. Uh, 21, the Patriots, Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. 22, who many people were th- thinking was going to go number one at one point. Uh, to the Packers, I have George Carloftis. George Carloftis. <laughs> yep. 23, the Cardinals, Trent McDuffie, one of the corners out of Washington. Uh, 24, the Cowboys, Daxton Hill out of Michigan, the safety. And then 25, the Bills, I've been taking uh, Kair Elam, the corner out of Florida. Uh, let's see, Daxton Hill, that would make three safeties in the first round. But yeah, George Carloftis. At one point, was like, oh, he's definitely going third overall. Like, really? But I, <laughs> that was, I, I didn't understand that. I know that he got a lot of hype out of Purdue, and he was like, he had a good season collegiately, but he just, he didn't look like one of the best athletes in the draft, and I feel like that would probably not help him when he's being compared to guys like Kayvon Thibodeau. <laughs> so, I, uh, I, I'm not surprised that he fell out of favor with those top five, but uh, still a very productive year and wouldn't be surprised at all if he went in the first round. 
Um, Malachi Branham has officially announced that he will not return to Ohio State. That's cool. Yeah, uh, all these—he's been skyrocketing. Speaking of mock drafts, he's been skyrocketing up mock drafts lately. He's—I've uh, seen him as high as eight, and I wouldn't be surprised if there are some mock drafts that have him even higher than that. And I just haven't seen him yet, but uh, he's going to get drafted very high, and that is uh, not ideal for OSU next year when uh, no. Chris Holtman is fighting for his job, whether he knows it or not. Oh, if I was in charge, gone, have gone a job. with the wind. Yeah, he wouldn't have a job. And Chris Holman, I'm so sick of him. Anyway, uh, 26, <laughs> I'll just go through the rest of it. 26, the Titans, I've taken to Kobe Dean. 27, the Tampa, Tampa Bay, I have them taking Tyler Linderbaum. 28, the Packers, Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. 29, the Chiefs, Jahan Dotson. You know him. 30, yes. the Chiefs again. Boy Mafe, I, I don't know how to say his name, and I don't care enough to learn it. Boy Mafe, the edge out of Minnesota. I just remember he killed Ohio State. Uh, 31, Cincinnati. A lot of people have been going O-line. I think they just did way too much in the offseason to draft an offensive lineman because they just completely revamped that offensive line. Uh, and you remember during their playoff run, they just got hammered on defense with injuries, specifically the defensive line. And linebacker, but I feel like there's some guys that can get later in the draft. And there's a really good D-tackle, Devontae Wyatt's on the board, so I have them taking him out of Georgia. And then 32, the Lions. This could be a trade-out spot because a lot of teams that maybe want a quarterback are going to trade up here. Maybe the Lions take the quarterback. I don't have any trades in this mock because it's just way too hard to predict. And then um, the reason it's going to be such a coveted pick is because if you – take a quarterback with that pick then you have the fifth year option if it comes down to it so i have the lions taking desmond ritter so what is the fifth year option for second rounders and beyond how's that work? there is not there is not oh, so it's only for first round draft picks yes so it's just four years and then unrestricted i take it i think there's an option i just don't think it's the fifth year option Hmm. Well, that would be something that I should probably take a look at. But I, uh, Lin- Linderbaum for uh, Iowa, he's supposed to be one of the best center prospects in recent memory, correct? That's what people thought at first. I don't know why people have soured on him. I, he's, he's a little small, but he's incredibly athletic. It's just that centers aren't going to go in the top 10. Usually. Yeah, that's fine. But hey, Quentin Nelson, Quentin Nelson did it. I mean, he's a, but I mean that, he's a guard, he's a guard yeah. but that's not that different. Um, in fact, you could argue that the center is more important. But I, I, uh, I, I think that center. I think he'll be pretty good. Um, remind me who you had Tennessee taken again? I, I forget. The Kobe Dean. The okay. Um. I think he's good. Is did you consider Christian Harris at all from Alabama? I know he's he's going to be yeah. around that spot too. By the way, I saw this. There are I think at least twenty one guys attending this draft. There are going to be multiple day two picks oh. uh, bringing their sleeping bags to the green room. I uh, got Brady Quinn or not Brady yeah, uh, Quinn? Well, um, no, no, no. Drew Lock. Boy, forever. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Was Landon 
not Landon Dicker. Christian Barmore was one last year. Yeah. Uh, there were two last year, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe Landon Dickerson was one, too. But uh, Christian sucked. Barmore, Drew Locke was uh, – I mean, they were showing his face on, on the camera at, like, the 10th pick on. So he uh, he had one of his long nights. Uh, Lamar Jackson almost fell out of the first round, but that, that's all I can name off the top of my head. Yeah, uh, I, I, was th- I, I thought I had somebody in my head. I did. It's got to suck so bad to be in the green room and get drafted on day two. Yeah, because you're there because everyone thought that you're going to be a top pick, yeah. and then it's like, oh, oops, can't hide. Unless, unless Roger Goodell invites me into his private room like uh, Brady oh, yeah. Quinn just to, just to hide me from the cameras. That was one of the, that's one of the most underrated draft moments we don't talk about is when Miami passed on Brady Quinn in the top ten and the camera panned to Brady Quinn and you can see him say, wow. Yes, because they took Ted Ginn and he was – and well, to, to be fair, everybody else was giving that same reaction. Everyone was like, wait a minute. I Everybody on the – because I like to do this sometimes because I am a nerd. I like to go back and watch the first rounds of the drafts. Um, there was, there's, I don't even know what the YouTube page is, but they have like three or four of them up there. I know the 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 Cam Newton one. That's one that they have up there a lot. Um, which is Mike Mayock doing anything? Do we know? By the way, now that he's not, with I the think Raiders? he is. I, I think he's back with the NFL Network. Oh my gosh! If Mike Mayock's back, I, I, I apologies to Reese Davis and Kirk Herbstreit. I will not be watching. Um, Apologies to unvaccinated Mel Kuyper, who will not be there. But Mike Mayock is must-see television on draft day. I thought. I thought. I, I, I may be mistaken. I'm not seeing anything, so I assume not. But uh, at some point, he's going to be a – he'll probably be the – you know what he's going to be? He's going to be the lead draft analyst at Amazon. That's what he's going to be. You know what? I don't hate that. I don't hate that one bit. Yeah, because Daniel Jeremiah is now the NFL Network's lead draft analyst. Ooh, let's see what I have here. I have Mike Mayock's mock draft from 2007. What? Yeah, he has. Uh, he had Matt Ryan going number one overall to the Dolphins. Then Jake Long going two to the Rams, which Glenn Dorsey, who once upon a time was an enormous name, going to – this is wild. All right. Um, anything – if I see anybody of note, I'll mention it. Um, blah, blah, blah. This is – I. all of these guys turned out to be bad. <laughs> oh, what a – Okay, yeah, what an awful draft that was. Okay, Matt Ryan was the only name, but um, do you have any trivia for me, sir? I have a lot of trivia, and because it is the holiday, it's all NFL draft themed. You see, I realized that as soon as I, uh, as soon as I asked, I realized I don't even have any NFL draft trivia. But I love the NFL draft, so maybe, maybe I can win. Because mm. I'm down. Wait, no, you. No, it's is it is it five three, or is it, it five might be. four? Did we tie? No, I think 
No, you beat me. It was uh, so it's five three. I'm down by two. Mm-hmm. I got I got some ground to make up. Because oh, we went into like a a, a six overtime yeah. match last week. Oh, UConn Syracuse. Yes. Uh, you want me to go for? I feel I feel like my questions are are challenging. Uh, well, I I feel like mine are more challenging. Um, mm. especially one of my questions is, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say darn near impossible. But oh. in fact. I'll just lead off with my hardest question, and then Let's do it. I, then it'll it'll get easier from there. Uh, which which guest picker has had the most appearances on College Game Day? Ooh, I feel like I know this. Are you serious, dude? Like this is supposed to be? The I hardest. feel like I do. This is supposed to be the hardest. I I like most times you ask me a question, that answer is in my brain. I just have to find it. <laughs> you have to sift through some files. Yeah, I just got to pour through the documents. Uh-huh. It's not Matthew McConaughey. Although it should be, because he was awesome on game day. Um, I don't trust how committed he is to Texas. <laughs> he just oh, shows up. He just shows up. when the, He's like Snoop Dogg with USC. Just show, oh, well, actually... He's he's better than Snoop Dogg with USC. Snoop Dogg hasn't cared about USC since Reggie Bush, but I I actually do think now that I say that I think McConaughey was on the sidelines for the game against like Oklahoma State last year or something. So he is yeah he is well, better he's, than he's that. A booster, is he not? Probably. Eh, you know what? I I don't know what I'm talking about. He's probably great. All right, good, good for you. Give me give me a couple more minutes because I feel like I know this. And it's gonna be so obvious when you say it. Do you have any – think out loud for the sake of the listener. Um, no no dead air. You can take as long as you yeah. want, but just no dead air allowed. The first name that came to my head was Frank Caliendo for some reason. Frank Caliendo. But – The white Morgan um, Freeman. Yeah. Now that John Madden's dead and John Gruden got canceled, he's kind of kind of lost his fastballs. Well, um, <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, last night I was watching, there's a, I don't have, it. well, actually, I think we do have HBO now, but I didn't have it. The only hard knocks that I watched was the Browns, and I watched it at a mm. friend's house just because everyone was watching. But I, there's a there's a YouTube clip, and it's absolutely hilarious. If anybody cares to go, go back and watch it, the title of the video is, let me make sure I got it. It's called uh, Hard Knocks colon... Training camp with the Oakland Raiders, episode four clip. And it's just four minutes of knock on wood if you're with me. And then it's uh <laughs> and then it's like they, they made like a remix of it and they, they played it during the Raiders practice. It is hilarious. And it's okay. just uh, it, it's it's hilarious. It's like I've whittled my I've do not cut your pants. Down. Knock on wood if you're with me. All right, go ahead. I've whittled whittled my list down to four names. Frank Caliendo, Keegan-Michael Key, Eric Church, and Charles Barkley. Uh, I, I know. I The only – because I feel like I see Charles Barkley on it every time Auburn's there. But I'll, I'll say Keegan-Michael Key's been there for a while. Has done it a I'll, couple times, I mean. I will say that one of those four names that you said is correct – and one of those four names that you just said made me so mad because I forgot how many times that he's been on there. But um, one of your four is correct. I will 
for the sake of the listeners so they can they can clue in they can be clued in and follow with what's going on. One I'm of your four say, is correct. I'm gonna say Keegan Michael Key because I know he's done it at least twice. But I, um yes. I don't I don't feel great about it, but yes. It is Charles Barkley. Ah. But I I get so mad every time Keegan Michael Key Keegan Michael Key's only been on three times. I feel like he's on every single year. He's always on whenever Penn State's involved. Yeah. He always does a skit with Penn State just because he kind of looks like James Franklin. But also oh. not really. I didn't even understand that that's why they – I thought he was like a Penn State guy. They're just but bald. Tra- that's, that's what they share in common. They're just bald. No, he's a yeah, Penn State guy. But they're just Skin complexity. Yeah. They're bald um, and they're the same shape. Yeah. <laughs> um Charles Barkley's been on six times. Everybody else in second place has been on three times. Hmm. Uh, so that that was a you handled that question better than I thought you would. So I'm, I, I'm I, I watch Game Day a few times. Yeah, I'm at a time or two. Oh. All right. Uh, okay. NFL draft. I'm ready for, the, I'm ready for this challenge. Only three active NFL teams have never held the first overall pick. Name them. Oh, that is an interesting trivia question. Um, oh, gosh. Well, this brings up the question uh, of AFL and NFL. Because once upon a time, those two were separate. Uh, Although, let, me, let, me, let me interject. Do not think about AFL, NFL. Don't, just don't think about okay, that. Okay, so this is recent history. It's, that's not going to play at all. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, here comes some arrogance, but the Steelers have been pretty good for a while. I'm going to say that they they've never picked first overall, uh, at least none none that come to mind. Um, lately, the Patriots have been pretty good, but I know that there was a time before that. Although, hey, uh, Drew Bledsoe did make it to a Super Bowl, so sure did. they were good before that too. But again, we're talking all t- so. Oh my gosh! Have the Cowboys ever had the number one pick? They're always uh, that would be a, a media frenzy like no other, <laughs> um, which is one I would not care to see, mind you. I, okay, Forty ers took Alex Smith, so I, I, I'm just thinking about all the really good teams. Um, those guys, for sure. And th- this is, I, I'm pretty much just thinking 1990s on, and I'm just hoping that it holds true for the 80s and 70s or whatever, uh, because I, I don't have a prayer when it comes to assuming those teams. <laughs> Although Steelers, hey, 1970s we were pretty good, so we weren't drafting first overall sure back were. then. Uh, I think we had four Super Bowls in that decade. Steel yeah. curtain defense, Shark Knoll baby. Um, so Steelers are one. I'm going to say Packers are two. Uh, none that I can think of. Um, and let's see, we got Cowboys, Patriots. We got, I don't know, did, did the Bears ever draft first overall? I, um, all right, uh, since I definitely don't know the answer to this, and I'm just guessing anyway, I'll say, uh, I'll say the Bears. Um, you went 0 for 3. Oh. Um, the answer is the Broncos, the Ravens, and the Seahawks. 
The Broncos, the Ravens. I can see how the Ravens and Seahawks would be – or the, not the Ravens, but I can see how the Seahawks you wouldn't come to mind because they were an expansion team and usually they get the number one pick. But before – back then, I don't think it was that way. Yeah, because the Ravens – when they moved to Baltimore – Oh, because Ray Lewis is their first draft pick, but – Right. Yeah, but he, he didn't go first overall. No. Huh. Okay. It was, just, it was just the Browns. It was just a continuation of the Browns. Oh, oh. The Steelers have had. I know Terry Bradshaw is the number one pick. Um, but it wasn't Mean Joe Green the first pick too. No. And uh, here's the reason I know this actually is I dive into my sports research. So mm. uh, allow me to take us on a tangent that no one thought that we were going to go down. Here's here's what's here's what's here's what's going on. So, are you familiar? And I'm I'm gonna this the story isn't even that long, so it's not that bad. Are you familiar cool. with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles Santa Claus incident? Yes. So, a uh, little, little bit of background. In 1968, uh, it was the last game of the season, and what happened was the Eagles were entering the final game at two and eleven. So they started the season zero and eleven. And then they then they won two games and basically just ruined their chances at the number one pick. So and, and sitting and waiting for the number one pick was Heisman Trophy winner and future Twitter user OJ Simpson. Mm. So basically, the fans just showed up to that game full of piss and vinegar because they were awful, and then they completely ruined their chances at drafting OJ Simpson. So. Uh, what happened? Then they they brought out Santa Claus, and then they pelted him with snowballs, um, and then that happened. But the fallout of that game, or the fallout just after that season in general, was that um, this was actually the third and final year where the AFL draft and the NFL draft actually had a joint draft, and then they split apart once again until they remerged just as as one big league. Right. But uh, this was to add insult to injury to how poorly that season ended with uh, ruining their season basically and then embarrassing themselves by hating Santa. Uh, in the 1969 draft, O.J. Simpson went number one. They drafted some running back that none of none of us have ever heard of at number two and then Mean Joe Green was drafted number three. Ah. So that that went about as poorly as possible. They were sandwiched in between O.J. Simpson and Joe Green. Hmm. There's a little oral history for you. Um, so all that just to say, no, Joe Green did not get drafted first of all. All right, got it. <laughs> so we're both zero for one. Yes. Uh, and coming up next for you, um, well, this is uh, uh, this is not NFL draft related, but the NFL draft is the merging of NFL and college football, which we love. Correct. Um, so I have a college football question for you. And I will say, I'll give you a hint. This is pretty recent. I won't okay. say how recent, but uh, certainly within our memory bank. And I, I don't even remember this game one bit, but maybe you will. Which college football game had the most points in one game ever? Texas a and I'm an LSU. Well, actually, you know what? Now that I – let me go double-check that score. Actually, you're probably right, even though this Wikipedia page did not mention that. That was, that was uh, my sophomore year of college. That's, that was, you thought recently. Um, you said of prob- all time? 
Yeah. Oh, wait. Maybe this was a. Okay. Let me. This might have been a. I may have to amend this. Amend this question, which is a. Okay. A bad. A bad way to do this. Oh. But. I may. Okay. In regulation is what I should have said. I apologize. You were probably right. Um. Actually, you may not have been right because those Houston games back when Andre Ware was playing, right. their team scoring eighty four regularly. But. Um, Actually, no, um, I wouldn't even make sense. Okay, in regulation, which in and regulation. which college football game has had the most points in one regulation game, no overtimes in college football history? Fairly recently. Fairly recently. Well, you may I might have to throw another challenge flag on this play because if it's fairly recently, then it's not Georgia Tech versus the Cumberlands where Georgia Tech won two hundred and twenty-two to nothing. Okay, both both are power five. <laughs> Okay. Power five? Yes. Okay. Was that like 1939 or something that you yeah, just... Yeah, something crazy. <laughs> Ooh. I, I'm so mad. I, I You haven't even said anything, and I'm already upset because you seem like you're on the right path, I even think though... Pitt, I think Pitt is involved. Fuck Um, I remember watching a game where Pitt scored like 75 points. Oh, okay. No. So if it's two power five, because I, I was thinking there is a game between Buffalo and I believe Eastern Michigan. That went like twenty over. To, oh yeah, you said no overtime. That's why no overtime regulation. I was about to say because that game went like eight overtimes and the score is like eighty five to seventy. When was that? But, uh, I, had, I don't even. It was recent. It was fairly recently. It was Buffalo and I believe Eastern Michigan. Was this in, was this Tuesday night action or just a regular action? I. It may have been. No, I, no, it was definitely a set. It wasn't a. It wasn't a night game. Because I remember, I remember watching the like from when I got the notification I was going to the third overtime. I turned it on, but um, <laughs> power five. I'm almost positive Pitt is involved in this game. So let me just rattle off some ACC teams. I'm walking around my apartment right now, just pacing. You're pacing. Yeah, let's see. So I'm locking in Pitt because I know for a fact they had a game where they just went the fuck off. Um. Since you've already locked it in, I will tell you you are correct, and you almost Good. got their exact point total. How many did you score? 77? 76. Okay. Um, let's see. Not Clemson. Not Georgia Tech. Not Miami. Not Florida State. Not NC State. Is it Syracuse? No. No. Yes, it was. It was Pitt and Syracuse. It was Pitt and Syracuse in 2016. That's right. What year? That's right. 20, 76, the, let me, 76 to 63. 61. Damn it. It was, uh, so it would have been your freshman year of college at Mansfield. Mansfield. It was Nathan Peterman. And um, who was that wide receiver? Just or something. Actually, let me see. Uh, Nathan Peterman, yes. Um, 
Wait, what is it? It says Brian O'Neill, who's an offensive tackle, was 0 for 1 passing. I don't know what. I got stupid with it. Yeah. uh, Jester Wea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Uh, Yeah, four catches, 99 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Nathan Peterman, what a stat line. 251 yards and four touchdowns, nine of 18 passing. Damn. Uh, On the other side, we had Zach Mahoney, who everybody's heard of. Oh, yeah. Uh, 43 of 61, 440 and five touchdowns. Um, They had Amba Etta. Go for 13 catches, 178, and five touchdowns. Wow. Um, hmm. So, I, I don't know how you – I knew as soon as I read that, I'm like, this would be a great trivia question because he might actually get this. <laughs> and I did. You remember um, – because one thought came through my head before you said no overtime, the Michigan-Illinois game. You remember um, that one? It was like 68 to 65, Michigan won. It was like – it was back when Michigan was terrible. Like, it may have been Tate Forcier playing in that game. Oh, and like my Nathan goodness. Nathan Shieldhouse for Illinois. Yeah. Remember that guy? He was like a five-star prospect and was terrible. Yeah, who decided to go to Champaign-Urbana to play college football as a oh, five-star. Yeah. I love Illinois. I've always loved Illinois football. Everyone knows this. Especially okay. in 2007, you loved them. That's correct. Oh, I can't think, that was the second to last game of the year, and we still made the national championship game. Like, you're so stupid. Anyway. Well, LSU lost the last game of the year and still made the national championship. To who? Arkansas. I was, I was, I was asking. you. Okay. This won't that count, was, but can you name their backfield? Arkansas's backfield? Because they ran a wildcat that game. Yeah, Darren McFadden, I'm pretty sure, had more pass attempts in that game than Casey Dick, Let's who was the up. quarterback. Um it was 50 to 48 was the final score. And right. This was one of the best games ever, except oh yeah, the first half was a total snooze fest. It was like six to six. Matt Flynn was so bad in that game. It was like obnoxious to watch. So the first half kind of ruins its legacy. I, I just a tad, it, not the greatest game of all time, but the second half in overtime masterpiece. So it was Darren McFadden, Felix Jones, and Peyton Hillis. And Peyton yep. Hillis and Darren McFadden combined, I think, for all seven touchdowns. Uh, Peyton Hillis had four total, two on the ground, two receiving. McFadden went three for six, 34 passing yards and a touchdown. He ran for 206 yards and three touchdowns. Excuse me, and three touchdowns. Felix Jones didn't really do much of anything, but he had 85 rushing yards. Uh, yeah, but that uh, I think a lot of those came off of like two runs, so right. He really did not do much. Um, Although Matt, he was he was injured going he was hurt going into that game, so I think that's was, right. I, I don't think he was expected to do much anyway, and they didn't need him because they were okay. Yeah, that was a great game. That was such a stupid year. Anyway, uh, trivia. Yes, Back NFL, to the NFL draft. draft. Three colleges have produced five first overall picks, which is the most all time. One of which is Notre Dame. Name the other two schools. Well, seeing that, I don't think I would have even gotten Notre Dame. Oh, here we go. Okay. Well, I, don't, I thought you would eventually would have landed on that. Um, well, I don't know. I'm not super pristine on my 70s and 80s. Although, during my research, I think their last first overall pick was in, like, the late 70s, so. 
Yeah, oh, then this is this is gonna go so bad. All right. Uh, you said five. One should first, be obvious. Five I first think. overall. Five, the most all time, which is five. There's three schools that have done it. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna start naming schools that I know have had multiple. Okay. Um, Cal had Goff and well, no, Rogers didn't go number one overall. What am I saying? No, certainly not. No, he definitely did not. Um, let's see. Miles Garrett went to A and M. This is going to be a disaster of a performance on my end. So we're <laughs> all right. Jake Long, Michigan. Can I think of any other Michiganders? Um, Cordy Brown, Penn State. You're all over the place right now. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just. I, I'm skipping over many years. Alex Cordy Smith, Brown, Utah. I, I am glad that you mentioned Courtney Brown because one of my original questions was who did the Browns take first overall the year after they took Tim couch. So I'm glad I didn't bring Gosh, darn it. I, I'm an act because, because LeVar Arrington was drafted second. So they right. had Penn, so they had Penn state's defense had the number one and number two pick in the same year. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, back to what we were talking about. Um, who who even like went first overall? Then you said one of them should be obvious. It's not Alabama. I think they should they... both be obvious. But okay, so there's both understand. big schools. Is is sure. basically what? But oh man, am I supposed to just rattle off every number one pick off the top of my like Fresno State? Derek Carr, I, uh, Michael Vick, Virginia Tech. I can't even think of any other Virginia Tech people. Um, <laughs> All right, I, you know what? I got to work backwards from today. Maybe that would be a better show. Okay. Joe Burrow and LSU. Oh, I just skipped one. Um, okay. Trevor Lawrence, Clemson. Okay. I don't, I can't, there aren't a bunch of the Clemsons. Joe Burrow, LSU. Uh, I'll shelf LSU for a, a moment in time. Um, holy cow. Who got drafted last year, the year before that? Um, okay. We're going to skip around again. Oklahoma and Georgia, Bradford and Stafford. I, I haven't named any repeats yet, and I've named like fifteen draft picks. Um, oh three, okay. Joey Harrington went third, so who would? How do you end up in oh three? I we're all Ole Miss and Eli Manning. Um, I can't think of any other Ole Miss guys. Um, did oh did Achilles Smith go? No, Tim Couch went one. Okay, Kentucky. <laughs> any other Kentucky guys out there? Um, Big okay, big, okay. We we found two Oklahoma. Okay, Kyler Murray's also okay. So I found three Oklahoma guys, which I'm not gonna find any more than that for any other school. So Oklahoma, I'm locking that in as one of them. I will say yes. I thought that okay. was gonna be so obvious. Um, because we've had three quarterbacks go number one in our life. It took me a while. Okay, Kyler Murray was Kyler Murray the year before Joe. Yes, he was. Okay. Um, then Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett. Yes, he was the Mitch Trubisky year. Okay. Yes. Um, Jameis Winston in Florida State. Florida State's had a lot of good players. Um, okay. Then the year before there was, there was a, let's see, is Central Michigan have five guys? Eric Fisher. Um, <laughs> oh, Auburn. There was what uh Stanford oh Elway Luck there's two we got two with Stanford all right I'm 
I'm wasting all the listeners' time, but that's okay because yeah. I'm determined to get this correct. Um, now we're missing a year. Uh, we're missing a year in between. Oh, Jamarcus Russell. Okay. Oh, there's two LSU. All right. Okay. So now we got two LSU guys. And uh, well, I already lost the other school that I had to it. Um, oh, all I needed is to think of one. Reggie White probably went first overall back. No, I don't know. Um. Oh, did Kijana Carter go first overall? It might be Penn State, which uh, drafting drafting a, a running back number one overall is just hilarious. Um, which which of these Heisman Trophy did Barry? Oh, who went number one the Barry Sanders year? Because Dion went fifth. Because uh. He was going to ask for so much money from Detroit, they would have had to put him on layaway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I I, I had one other school uh, and also LSU. I might just quit and say LSU because I counted up to two. Man, who was the other day? It wasn't Florida State. Oh, Stanford. Um, all right. So, between Sta- it's probably neither of these two schools, but I got nothing else over the past 20 years. Unless it's Penn State. Um, you know what? We are going to say uh, not Stanford. I'll go Penn State because Joe Paterno no. was there for a long time. It is Oklahoma and USC. Well, OJ Simpson did come to mind, but I, I almost, I almost said USC early, and then I realized that Reggie Bush didn't go number one overall, right. and then I just kind of threw him away. But I thought, I thought you didn't even say Carson Palmer. I thought if you said Carson Palmer, oh. you were going to get it right away. Oh, I pr- uh, man, if I thought of him, that was oh my gosh, that was. I was surprised throw. you didn't get right away when you said Baker Mayfield. Um, I I started to. I said him, and then I said Kyler Murray, and then it kind of clicked together. But I said Sam Bradford before I said either of those two. That's right, you did. Um, and then once I found those two, I started, I was like, all right, the, the, the totals, totals increasing a little bit here. Um, all right, gosh darn it. Okay. <laughs> well, this, this feels like a really easy question compared to everything else. But here we go. Um, who played in the very first? National League wild card game. Oh, that's a problem. I don't know what year the wild card. I specifically game. left that out. I think it. I think it was oh nine. Because I think the Yankees and Twins were in the first wild card, and then the NL. So oh nine. I'm, I'm locking in oh nine ten that era. So. I don't know wild card. I don't know wild card. This feels like a Rockies. This this feels like it's something the Rockies would have done. <laughs> I don't know why. But I feel like they were dog shit after they went to the World Series. Hmm. It wouldn't be a team that won the World Series because that didn't happen until a couple years later. Oh, man. I don't know, wild card. 
this is around the time where I just didn't care about being a wild card or the like the National League or like baseball that much. I only really cared about Cleveland. the tribe. The artist formerly known as the tribe. Yeah. That's what uh that's what William and Mary did. They were the Indians and they switched to the tribe. Hmm. I still contend the Indians should have done that. I think yeah, I thought that would have been a good name. Um I still I I'm really starting to like Guardians though. I don't know why. No. They you stole it from the XFL. Yeah, they, they lost six in a row though, so they gotta figure something out. Mike Trump just keeps killing us and I don't care for it. Uh that's against your team. I've seen that he's been going off. I didn't yeah, he, they're against... they're in Los Angeles this week. They lost, they got swept by the Yankees and they lost first two to the Angels. But anyway, back to the National League. Yeah. Ooh. No. Okay. I know the American League because I remember it being Baltimore winning that game. I don't remember the National League at all. Oh man, who would have been? So maybe you got 15 teams, pick two. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it was Pittsburgh and Cincy. But I feel like you wouldn't do that. There's a, okay, so Pittsburgh went to the wild card game three years in a row. And that had to have been right around the time the wild card was implemented. So I'm going to lock in Pittsburgh with one of my answers. And the second answer, I'll go with Cincinnati. That was 2013. The wild card mm. began in 2012. Ah, it was the I Cardinals and the Braves. I don't remember that game at all. But I, I do. I don't know why I remember Baltimore winning the first American League wild card game. Uh, I don't think they've won anything that? since then. How about this? Cleveland got shut out in the second ever American League wild card game, which is always yes. history. <laughs> That's exactly right. And uh, there was, was holy shit. The, the top, top, the top of the batting order went zero for twelve. Mm. Mm, yeah, I still, I still remember that box score. Mm. There was three years in a row where the loser of the National League wild card didn't score. Twice of them were twice of them. Twice was Pittsburgh. We didn't score against San Francisco. Nope. Well, they scored many on us. Eight. I uh, I still remember Brandon Crawford's Grand Slam. Mm. Cubs in 2015. I gotta watch that home run now. (laughs) (laughs) I only said that just so I can watch it, make an excuse to watch that because that's such a magnificent home run. Shout out to him for ripping Angel Hernandez a new asshole. Yes, he did. And uh, I love Kyle Forbert. I don't care who hears it. I like how obvious he made it what he was arguing with his hand gestures to yeah. show you've missed them inside, you missed them outside, you missed them high, you missed them low. I, I really appreciate that he really took us behind the curtain and showed us yeah. what he was saying. He said both teams, both teams, you fucking missed them. Yeah, and he pointed to the Brewers dugout, I'm pretty sure. That's that wasn't even Angel Hernandez's worst call of that game. That's what's funny. Because that wasn't even, like, overly egregious. I didn't think it was – it was probably a situation where that probably was not the first pitch in that at bat that he disagreed with. Like, yeah. Do you remember when David Ortiz destroyed the the uh, the phone box? Yeah. In in Baltimore, because he had a three zero count 
and he thought that the fourth pitch was ball four, and they called it a strike, and then he ended up striking out. But I'm pretty sure he struck out swinging, so it's not like that one pitch is why he didn't get on base. Although he sure felt that way. And then he uh, he just yeah yeah Kyle Schwarber he uh, he he did a number on on that baseball. Oh yes, he did. Okay, so what's the score of this round? Uh, it is. I need to. I need to get this question correct to to tie. Okay. In 2000, NFL draft, obviously, this team oh, was the first team to ever select four players in the first round. Oh, you don't have to name them, just the team. Gosh, if I could even name the number one overall team. They are a very snake-bitten franchise. That is not the Cleveland Browns. Hmm. Well, there's only one team that's coming to mind now as the most sacred franchise. I, I I could not at all name the players. I I didn't I don't even, even know. know I didn't even know. Oh, but I didn't even know before this. Well, I knew one of them. Um, let me figure out which. Uh, NFL draft used to have some sick ass logos. <laughs> oh, it's so it like Super the, Bowl. The final four always has logos that are right. like made to look like the city. That's what the Super Bowl used to do. Once upon a time. Um. Well, the only answer that I have is based solely off of what you said after the fact. That is a snake-bitten franchise. So I'm going to say I, – I don't have a clue otherwise, but I'm just – solely off of that, I'm going to say the Detroit Lions. Oh. I'll give you another guess because I'm nice. I want you to oh. get a point. Oh. I'm letting you into the end zone right now. Clock management. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What – what other team is as snake bitten as the? Okay, are the the Jaguars are pretty snake bitten, but they're they were so young at that point. Oh, that doesn't even matter. Who? Can, why wait? Why would they have four? They, they existed for like five years. Why would they have all of a sudden four draft picks stockpiled into one year? I don't know. They wouldn't even have enough time to trade for that many picks. <laughs> Who on earth is as snake bitten as those two teams? All right, well here we go. Here, here we go. We're gonna run through them. Okay, the Jets and the Giants. There we go. We got two options. Pretty good options for snake bitten franchises right there. Um, Jets more so. Uh, would this have been? No, Chad Pennington would have been out since uh, he had been out earlier than that. Um. Gosh, I can't even name the number one pick from that year. Uh, wait, this was uh, Courtney Brown. Okay. Um, Washington, I think, took Lamar Arrington. Um, 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 um. Washington actually had the second and third pick in that draft. Ooh, could it be the – It's no. not It's not Washington. Uh, I, I knew that you wouldn't do like give yeah. me that just to – Okay. Um, man. Snake bid. The the I seriously don't think the Jaguars would have had enough time as a franchise to trade for three first round picks, given that they had only existed for like five.
five years at that point. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with, off of Snake Bitten alone, I'm going to go with the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. It is the Jets. Oh, my gosh. No, I spoon-fed you that question because I yes, wanted you... to answer my I – wa- I want to ask my fourth question. Oh, okay. Um, well, I, I, Chad Pennington, see. by the way, Chad Pennington was one of the picks. He got drafted in 2000? Yeah. He must have been Pretty a good. freshman when he was playing with Randy Moss then. Yeah, it was Chad Pennington, Sean yeah. Ellis, John Abraham, and um, Anthony Beck. Anthony. Ellis and Abraham were uh, all pros. All right, let's see if yeah, I they took back to back defensive ends with the twelfth and thirteenth pick. Wow. Hey, they wanted the uh, the oh, what do they call the who, who did they, what do they call Jack Youngblood and Deacon Jones? What do they call them? The they had a nickname. Like, I don't remember. Leaders and legends, or something of doom. It's a big ten. Yeah, um, the something of doom, I think. Uh, let's let's. Uh, gosh, Doug let Deacon, De- Deacon Jones, oh, and Jack Youngblood. Uh, nickname. Let's see. I don't remember um, Deacon Jones. Is sent. Uh, oh, the fearsome foursome. Ah, that's a solid name. But oh, wait a minute. This is wait. Oh, you can't have many. Okay. The fearsome foursome was the do- dominating defensive line of the Los Angeles Rams in the 1960s and 70s. Before then, the term had occasionally been applied to other defensive lines in the National. What the heck? <laughs> we can't yeah. just have. Eh, well, we'll throw it around yeah. when we want to. But all right, it sounds like. Oh, uh, not Jack Youngblood. Oh, the... I thought Jack Youngblood played with them. Wait a minute. Okay, Merlin Olsen might have been who I was thinking of. The fearsome foursome. This could be this a be wild Google. Youngblood and Olsen. Okay, so they had like two iterations. Okay, this is confusing. So the 60s. There's four of them. Yes. The 60s had Deacon Jones and Merlin Olsen. Then the 70s had Merlin Olsen and Jack Youngblood. Okay, whatever. Whatever. Um, That's stupid. The Vikings had the Purple People Eaters. That's That's a great sport. That's a great name. Yes. Um, Steel Curtain's a good one. If the Browns become, like, really good, like, the greatest show on turf I still think is the best. But, um... I really want them to if if they become something like that. I want them to be called the Lake Effect Show. <laughs> I, I like that one. Like Lake Effect Snow. I want them to be the Lake Effect Show. All right, I got I got a trivia question for you. This is this it. is a tough one, but po- possibly doable. In the 2014 NFL Draft, there were two quarterbacks who got drafted on day two. Name them both. Say the year again. 2014. 2014. Oh, shit. Who did we draft in the first? That would have been Manziel. So who did we miss out on? What Hall of Famers did we <laughs> miss out on that? <laughs> well, I will say this. If there was 
points in I may actually be giving too much away with this, but you know what? You you gave me you threw me a bone just I lost we're just having fun at this point. You you in particular, but more so just your fan base at large thought both of these quarterbacks were gonna play for your team within this past offseason. Ooh. Hmm. Second. Oh, okay. Uh, Derek Carr. I remember him yep. being in that draft. <laughs> I think Bridgewater was the 32nd pick, so I don't think it was him. I don't even know if he was in that draft, but. Um, who, did we, who did we want? We wanted everyone. Not uh, Baker yeah. Mayfield is my answer. Uh, cor- correct. <laughs> Yeah. Um, not Baker Mayfield. 2014. Derek Carr. I know Derek Carr for sure. Derek Carr. Who else went in that draft? Derek Carr was the far less likely one to actually play for you, by the way. Okay. There was another guy who you guys thought for at least Kirk a Cousins? month was your next was your next quarterback. Kirk Cousins. But there's a lot of those people. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, I think that's the year AJ McCarron came out. We probably still want him. <laughs> but he definitely was not a second rounder. Um, okay, who, who, would it, who were the quarterbacks that won in the first round? It was Manziel, Blake Bortles. Good God. Um, that was such a good draft, too, looking back at it. At least it's a very good. For receivers? Like, all the way to the mid-second round, you got some really good guys. Even the third round. I just I just know they're, that Landry and... Um, Devontae Adams went late in that draft. I think they may have went into the third round. Oh, shit. Devontae Adams was second round, I, I think. He was? Okay. I think yeah, uh, maybe third. I don't know. There was that stretch, like, in the mid-first round where it was, like, Taylor LeJuan, Odell Beckham, Aaron Donald, C.J. Mosley, Ryan Shazier. Like, it was just all pro after all pro. But I can't remember any of the quarterbacks. That don't, that definitely was not a good quarterback year. If Blake Bortles and Johnny Manziel were the first round quarterbacks that year, that I and that Bridgewater. I know right now. If they're oh, and, and Bridgewater was first. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins is my answer because I don't know. Derek Carr and you were pretty sure Jimmy Garoppolo was oh, your starting quarterback. <laughs> I just forgot he was drafted. Second I round. He showed up on the Patriots one day as Tom Brady's replacement. Uh, no, he was a second round pick because they were pretty sure that he was going to, that uh, Tom Brady was going to retire. Uh, yeah, Tom Brady won, what, three more Super Bowls with them? I quite yeah, possibly. Won the Super Bowl that year. Wow. That, why did they do that? Because Belichick hates Brady. It's been a thing for like, 20 years. Yeah, well. For whatever I, reason. They just I don't think anybody other. foresaw Tom Brady playing 21 seasons. No. 
Okay, my question. Basically being the runner-up for the MVP. Yeah. My question. Which team drafted Terry Crews in the 11th round of the 1991 NFL draft? The Rams. Well, goddamn. <laughs> I, I didn't think you were going to get that one. I think I heard it once and just so happened to remember it. I think, you know how? I think they mentioned it on that, uh, that celebrity softball game I was telling you about, where um, they introduced him as former NFL player Terry Crews as if no one had heard of his acting career. Ooh. How dare they? Oh, yeah, you did tell me that. I, okay, I want to tell you one of, the, one of the reserve questions I had that wasn't NFL draft related because I love this question. Okay. Which means it's hard. Okay. Uh, yes. The Los Angeles Angels, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Detroit Red Wings all won their respective national champ or their respective championships in 2002. So the big four. Those were the big four winners that year. Uh-huh. Who did they beat? Name the teams they beat. You think I know who the Red Wings beat? Get out of here. Um, Name the other three. Raiders. Hockey next time. Uh, Buccaneers beat the Raiders. Uh, they actually to say they beat the Raiders was an understatement. I think they uh, Raiders quarterback Gannon threw like seven picks. Yeah, uh, MVP Rich Gannon. I I believe that year. He threw. I think he threw three pick sixes that game. Well, that's what the Buccaneers were known for: is defensive touchdowns. Right. Larry Brooks and Rondé Barber, Warren Sapp, John. Man, they had a great it, who, defense. Somebody had two pick sixes. And one Pro- was at the very end of the game. Derek, Derek Brooks. Yeah, because I remember, I remember, like you, you know, like NFL Network does like America's game team or whatever, like a, yeah. the documentary of the season. I was watching that, and they were discussing who the Super Bowl MVP was going to be at that time on the sideline. And then he got his second pick six as time was running out. I was like, oh, him. Yeah. Um, that was the John Gruden Bowl, by the way, because he left oh, yeah. in the offseason before that, he left the Raiders to go coach the Buccaneers. And then all of a sudden. Oh, really? Yeah, he got traded. I'm not even sure that I knew that aspect of it. But. Coaches yeah, getting everyone... traded is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was saying, like, oh, John Gruden, he, he, he won the Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team, blah, blah, blah. It's like, hold on. Like, the Raiders were the team that, he, like, so. The Raiders, it was his Raiders yeah, team. Yeah, he beat his were... team. Exactly. Um, who were the other two? The, uh, so, who, you said the, uh, uh, the Lakers and the Angels. Lakers beat the, oh, and then Angels beat the, Lakers beat the Nets, Angels beat the Giants. Um, yeah. Well, now that I'm here, I, I, yeah, I might take as a well guess. just. Big swing. Okay. Um, the Red Wings are in the East, although. Honestly, they may not have been at that point. There were some weird years where there were a couple Eastern Conference teams playing in the West. Um, the Blue Jackets were a Western Conference team. To certainly start. did not make it. No. Um, they certainly were not. Gosh darn it, like man. They were two years I, old at that time. Were the Red Wings in the East or the West? Because there's... I always get that one confused, too. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm just... I'm going to say that they were in the East. If they were in the West, then this is just a disaster. Okay. Um, let me, let me figure this out. There were 
I just saw a picture because I actually watched hockey last night. I watched the the Blues and the Avalanche, which actually had an exciting finish. But I'm trying to figure out. They showed a picture of the Stanley Cup champion. Oh, the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup in 2001, so they were good. But that doesn't. Did they go? All right, sure. Just for we'll say that they won the Western Conference back to back years. I'll say the Colorado Avalanche. It was the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay, so that means that the Red Wings were in the Western <laughs> Conference. Great. Uh, uh, let, let me let me let me concoct something. Yeah, come on, some. Off the top of the dome. Um, I love that question. I'm going to use that more. I'm going to use that that formula more. Okay, but it's not going to be. It's not going to be in your wheelhouse. I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of NFL dra- NFL first round draft picks mm-hmm. who only lasted one contract. Now, oh, let man. me see. If the oh. um, y- yeah. Um. Okay. Th- this one uh isn't too bad. Uh, the t- the 2010 NFL draft had two first rounders only last one contract in the NFL. One was a quarterback, one was a running back, and the running back, I believe, was due to injuries. So th- you got you, you got a little bit of context there. All right. Okay. So say that again. Try- the say 2010, the part again. The 2010 NFL draft had two players who only lasted one contract or less. By the way, it's one contract or less is my uh, is my criteria here. Okay. Um, so ba- basically, four years or fewer of an NFL career. First round draft picks. One is a quarterback, one is a running back. The quarterback okay. was bad, the running back was hurt. Twenty ten. Twenty ten. Okay. So a lot a lot of context to work with. Sam Bradford was the first pick, but he was as average as an average quarterback gets. But I he almost certainly had another contract. He did because he played thirty years. They just yeah, but, teams just kept but, giving him twenty million to go start a year. Yeah, the uh, the, the Eagles signed him. The Vikings, the Vikings, when they went to the NFC Championship with Case Keenum, it was supposed to be Sam Bradford. Yeah, and he, you know what, Sam Bradford played one game that year. Well, it may have been two, but he started Week One and he had three hundred twenty yards passing, and he won the like, and he won NFC Player of the Week, and then just. Missed the next week with just knee soreness, and then all of a sudden, Case Keenum takes the season over. Right. What I the also heck? remember Teddy Brid- That was the first year Teddy Bridgewater came back, and his first. And they gave him like a pity snap in like week seventeen. His first pass, he threw an interception. It was really sad. But um, <laughs> I didn't even know that part. Uh, Sam Sam Bradford definitely had more than one contract, so. Let me let me work through the top ten here. So that would have been Sue second, McCoy third. I since we're kind of going, since we're what? going off the cuff here, I'll tell you they're both in the later parts. Okay, I I was just doing that just to make like refresh my mind on the draft, see if that will help me start turning the gears. I think okay, the Browns took Joe Hayden here, so yes, they did. Um, 
Oh, Tim Tebow. There's one. The running back, I'm, I'm probably not going to get this. You're not going to get it because it's a name that we haven't heard in a long time. First round running backs around that time. Let's see. So maybe CJ Spiller. I'm trying to think of guys who are injured. Who is this guy also had a lot of injuries in college and still got drafted in the first round. And it's the same injury over and over again. I think I know who it is now just because of that. It's not Arian Foster. No. Is it Javid Best? That's exactly who it is. Yes. I, I love Javid Best. I loved watching that Kale. Yeah. The, he broke his neck. The, yeah. Um, it, well, just, it looked like he broke his neck. Yeah, he had concussion after concussion after concussion. And the Lions said, come on down. <laughs> you didn't say that. If you didn't mention the college injuries, I never would have gotten it. Uh, I, I figured just. No, if you, if you never said he got the same injury over and over again. Because I remember he had a bunch of head problems or had a bunch of concussions in the NFL. Yes, he did. Look at this draft real quick. This, this was one of the most close attention. This, this is, a, I don't know, you know how to phrase it. Out of all the NFL drafts that I've ever watched, I may have paid the most attention to this draft. Okay, that's how you phrase it. Because <laughs> my cousin has a friend. I, I've probably mentioned this before. He played at Clemson. This was the year that he got drafted. So I was watching this draft like crazy. So I could. Oh, man, I haven't looked at this draft in a long time. But Looking at let it me, now. Let me see what I can do. Okay. Um, Bradford, Sue, McCoy. Uh, you mentioned Eric Berry went fifth. Trent Williams went fourth. Eric Berry went yeah. fifth. I can't say that Joe Hayden went sixth, but he went like almost he went seven. sixth. Okay. I don't know who went uh, uh, Oh, uh, Ty, is, it, is, it, is it? Oh, you say Russell Okung? Yeah. I didn't know you were Okay. Kidding. And then eighth and ninth, I want to say eighth. Eighth was Rolando McClain because yeah. that was the Raiders pick because my, he, got, he ended up getting drafted by the Raiders. So I, I followed those Raiders teams mighty closely. Um, so Rolando McClain, then C.J. Spiller. Then I want to say tenth was like Tyson Aluwalu. Correct. Oh, my gosh. Um, Two Cowboys then, won in the first round. Then, all right, and then from there it starts to fade a little bit. But I, Dan Williams from Tennessee went at the end of the first round somewhere. Twenty-six. Um, that's just a. I don't know where that name even came from, but Tim. Tim oh, uh, Demarius Thomas went twenty-second. Rip. The yes. Um, the man who held his own pro day by himself went twenty-fourth. Des Bryant. <laughs> Just, I, I think he had it at just a high school field in Texas. <laughs> sick. That's sick. I, uh, well, I think he was in trouble. He was in some sort of trouble with Oklahoma State because he got suspended like ten games his final year. I think he punched his mom in the face. Uh, yeah. like, I'm not... We um, we've we've discussed this before. There was this, there was something to do with his mom, and I don't remember what he did. Yeah, I know. I I don't want to keep saying that in case it's not true, but I almost pot. Whatever he did, he got suspended 10 games. Yeah, he did. So he yes. Was clearly, he was clearly breaking After some he was rules. Drafted. Um, 
No, he, he got suspended at Oklahoma State, I thought. Uh, hold on. I'm just looking at his personal life tab. I remember. I remember. Uh, go to go to Oklahoma State. Go to college career. Yeah, go to that's Oklahoma what I'm State. That, that, I bet that'll have it. But there was. Um, I remember a funny tweet that he had because they talked about it on College Game Day. There was discussion about whether or oh, not just there was a discussion about whether or not Justin Blackman was getting paid at. Which, by the way, there's a throwback of a name too. But there was discussion about whether or not Justin Blackman was getting paid at Oklahoma State, and Des Bryant tweeted out. They don't pay people at Oklahoma State because if they did, I definitely would have gotten some. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, he played three games in 2009 and then was suspended the rest of the year because he failed to – this is ridiculous. He failed to disclose his interactions with Deion Sanders to the NCAA. That is ridiculous. Oh, there was, there was something where he went to a Cowboys – wait, that actually may have been Justin Blackman. No, I didn't say it. There, one of those two – Man, Oklahoma State, and they were like four years apart. Um, one of those two had an incident. I don't even think they did anything. I think they just like went to a Cowboys game or something. Like a, a Dallas, not Oklahoma State Cowboys, a Dallas Cowboys yeah. game. And I don't know, maybe got free tickets or something. I, I, I can't. But there was a, like a slight, a very minuscule controversy. You got a DUI in college. Oh, well, um, that is a real controversy. That's not, it's not slight, but um. Oh wait, no, did, that was. Des Bryant was, did have something with his mom. I uh, there was yeah, something. Yeah, he, he, pun- he punched his mom in the face Uh-oh. or something. That's what it said in his wiki tab. Yeah, that uh, that certainly happened. That happened when he was in the NFL, though. I I, I agree with you. Yeah, there. it was. Yeah, Justin Blackman was susp- – he was – okay, so he didn't officially play for the Jags yet, although he, uh, some say he never did. Uh, but he was <laughs> – he was a couple months – it was a couple months after he got drafted that he got the DUI. Huh. Well, you should just do it like Dak Prescott and do it the week of the combine. I didn't know he did that. Yeah, and um, although I'd say things worked out for him anyway, but he uh, – Oh, yeah. He didn't help his draft, stock, his draft stock that week. But, um... 2010 draft. Anybody... Um, oh, gosh. Here's a name. Did Prince of Mukamara go 20th to the Giants? Let me see. That is or, ni- or 19th? He went... Am I thinking of the right year? I don't see him on here. Ah, he must have had a different year. Darn it. Um, Let's see. I'll look him up. I don't even know if you're going to remember this. Do you remember the name Bruce Campbell? He was an offensive lineman from Maryland. Vaguely. He was was like a combine warrior, and everyone had him mocked in the first round. They actually had the Raiders taking him at eight. A lot of mock drafts did. And then he ended up falling to the fourth round, but the Raiders still took him. Um, Marty Gilliard got drafted that year. He He was the first pick of the fourth round. Uh, Cincinnati, he, he, the All American. I'm pretty sure Cincinnati. Mm. Uh, let's Mukamara see. Tor- went all, in 2011. Uh, okay. So, okay, if that was um, if Marty Gilliam went that year, then that means Tony Pike and Jimmy Clausen went that year as well. Tony Pike. 
Sixth sixth round, I think, by the Panthers, and then Jimmy Clark yep. was the second round. Um, Tony Pike lo- to the Panthers. We love short quarterbacks, Jimmy Clark. Ah. Um, getting Jimmy beat up, Clark. getting beat up at the bar, and then wearing a visor so people can't see his black <laughs> eye. That's awesome. That was um. That's a typical. That's a pretty boy quarterback move. Dude, he was uh. Good I to say you got him in practice. Yeah, like he, there were pictures of him at practice with like a Ladanian Tomlinson visor. <laughs> I, I now now that you're saying that, I do remember that. He got punched outside of a bar at Notre Dame, and then uh, apparently it left us uh, left the mark, and he didn't want people to see it. And he was also uh, uh, not that this is egregious, but he was the like I, I'm not going to cut my hair until he grew out his hair before his final year at Notre Dame, and he wouldn't cut it until they lost, and then they lost in week three. The Michigan State, awesome. Yeah, it's like midnight black visor he's wearing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I gotta look up his college stats. His last year, his stats were actually really good, despite the I know fact he that, went off his last year. I remember that. Um, well, went off. It was like, crazy, like thirty and three or something, as far as like TDs to INTs, Let's Some, see, something like that. Twenty-eight to four. Completed uh, 68% of his passes for 3,722 yards, 28 touchdowns, four picks. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. That's really good, man. Yeah. Wow. His sophomore year, he completed 60% of his passes for 3,172 yards, 25 touchdowns, and 17 interceptions. Oh, no. And then his first year, he completed 56% of his passes for 1,254 yards, seven touchdowns, and six interceptions. Yeah, that 2007 season was one of the worst years. Uh, oh, yeah. Better. Let's look the, that up. We went 4-8 and eight in 2016, and I think I got more enjoyment out of that year than the twenty than 2007. <laughs> I thought you guys went 3-9. and nine. Yeah, you did go 3-9. and nine. We went 3-9? and 3-9. Nine? and nine. Scored 16.4 points per game. Uh, With third to last in the entire country. Really? Well, you know Good what? God. Now, now I realize that the reason that that year doesn't really bother me that much is because I'm pretty sure I just was not watching Notre Dame football on the weekends because I, I, I just it, – it was like the Pittsburgh you. Pirates in, in September. I had just moved on to a different sport, I guess. Look at their schedule. Okay, let's go through the schedule. Lost the opener to Georgia Tech 33-3. to Sick. Lost in to tw- In 20 – wait, which, which year are we talking? 2007. Or, okay, um, yeah. Yeah. So, we had like a little bit – we had like a four-man quarterback competition entering that year. And the guy who ended up starting that game, Demetrius Jones, he transferred like three times, and he ended up as a linebacker at Cincinnati. So, if that tells you him. anything uh, – really? Vaguely. If that tells you anything about how that went, Considering that yeah. our our starting quarterback that year ended his career as a linebacker, um, then we lost to Penn State, and by the way, it was a disaster. Like this is Tom Zivikowski came back for, for Ooh, the twenty for the two thousand seven season, and that's how we sent him out. What a, what a yes. Um, he also uh, okay. So we're talking about Penn State. So. Um, Penn State, we we had crushed him the year before, like 41-17. 40, and then I'm pretty sure um, 
we we just did not return the favor. But Jimmy Clausen actually started that game against Penn State, and it went poorly. Yep. Uh, the next game went even more poorly. Uh, you lost to Michigan, thirty-eight to nothing. Um, oh, um, Ryan Mallett, I believe, played that game. Gross. Because um, Michigan was also really bad that year. That was the Appalachian State and Oregon year. Oh so yeah, were, no, I'm thinking the year after. Actually, you know what? Now that I'm saying that, I, it, it might be the year after as well. That was probably Chad Henney. Oh no, no, no! I think Chad Henney. That was the only game. Oh, okay, Chad Henney. Are you looking at the box uh, score right now? I am not. I'm just looking at the schedule. Let me run through the schedule, and we'll go back to that one. Uh, Michigan State lost. I just want to make you relive this. Michigan yep. State. Uh, they lost thirty-one to fourteen. Lost to Purdue thirty-three to nineteen. We beat Finally, Duke that year. Duke and Stanford. We beat. Those were two of our wins. Duke and Stanford. Yeah. Uh, your first win came against UCLA on October sixth, twenty to six. Oh, that's uh, a road you, victory. Oh, oh yeah. And the and the time zone was against us. Oh baby. We had to travel across saying, time zones. Some were saying Notre Dame was going to go on a run that second half. They didn't. Uh, they lost <laughs> to Boston College twenty-seven to fourteen. Lost to UC, Matt, USC. Matt yeah, lost to USC 38 to nothing. Uh, and then this oh, was the big oh, one. Oh, man, we, we were wearing green jerseys that day, too. Mark Sanchez <laughs> came in here and just destroyed us. And we, we, we lost by 38, and we got shut out in our green uniforms. That's awful. That's awful. And then the next one was, like, always one that kind of stuck, stuck in my head because it was the first time Navy beat you guys in, like, 58 years. Oh, yeah, I care not to remember that game. 46 to 44, I remember it was an overtime game. Um, Air Force, you lost to Air Force, forty-one to twenty-four, and then you I was at that the... game. Oh, baby! I we left early. I um, listen. So, I would have too. So my um, we have a family friend who had a son who played for Air Force that year, and Good. so that's why we decided to go to that game. And I like we left early because we were losing so badly. Who who is the player? Uh, he was a linebacker named Justin Moore, so he probably won't show up on the box score. Uh, and then you ended the year with two straight victories over Duke and Stanford. Yes. I want you – let's see if – I have a computer in front of me. Let's see if this is on YouTube. We had the greatest play that got called back ever um, against Stanford. It was a Tom – just YouTube right now. Gosh, darn, I need a charger. Um, Tom Zibikowski, Stanford. And see if that interception comes up because – there is the most Fugazi uh, roughing the passer or, yeah, I think it was a roughing the passer of all time. And it took away one of the best plays we had. The, one of the only redeeming qualities of that season was that play that got stolen from us. Let's see. Oh, my gosh. Tom Tom Zubikowski. Stanford interception. Okay, um, that play individually is not appearing, so I'm going to yeah, watch I can't a highlight find it. video and tell you. I'm watching. I'm watching the Tom Zivikowski highlights. It, there's a, <laughs> gosh darn it! Now we got to listen to this music. Yeah, I feel like I feel like more people that should be online. All right, I'll I'll find it. It's um. Oh, I just Stanford. saw a play that frustrated me even more. Oh, <laughs> uh, the uh, the play against Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl 
mm. where uh, they said Anthony Gonzalez was incomplete when he scooped it. Oh, yeah, scored. yeah, yeah. Gosh darn it, man. The, uh, that would have tied the game. What a... I can't believe this is just not on Twitter. Thompson Bukowski is like a really good boxer, though. Or he was. Yes, he was. Okay. Um, Tom Zivikowski. Man, uh, I can't believe this place is not on here. Okay, it's... Look, I gotta look up this play now. Greatest plays of Charlie Weiss era, I think, is what is... Oh, my gosh. Okay, here, here's what it's called. It's called Greatest Plays of the Weiss era, number nine. Oh, I found it. Okay. Let's We're going to watch it. Got here. It was either a roughing the passer or a clipping or something. Okay, so it's picked off on a Hail Mary, and they're lateraling it. Yeah. Oh, they just cut through the entire thing. They didn't show the whole thing. Did they show the laterals, though? It, it like oh okay they show it the full they show the full thing later in the video oh yeah oh my gosh yeah like the forty one second mark what are we doing yeah okay so liber- laterals at the oh whoa. oh that's a, such a bad roughing the passer call that was right after he threw okay it. I gotta look back I gotta look back at the roughing the passer call because I, I wasn't looking at that they uh I think they show it afterwards they show it after yeah they show it oh that's terrible that was. Now, look, he hit him a little bit low, but not that low. And also, back in the day, that wasn't roughing the passes. That was a – they said that that was too late after he threw it. Are you kidding me? This is 2007 football. Roughing the passer didn't exist. Oh, that was sick. Pit. Oh, yeah, I'd be so pissed if that play got – imagine if you were Tom Zivikowski and that play got called back. Uh, yeah. If I would he fight the ref. My college uh... career would have ended right there. I would have fought the ref. I cannot believe this, man. Okay, here's the replay of it. Oof. I mean, he was throwing the ball right as he hit him. Yeah, that's really bad. <laughs> I cannot believe that. Comments are turned off, coward. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Comments being turned off really ruined some of these things for me. <laughs> Ryan Mallett did play in that Michigan game, by the way. Yes, that's right. You want to hear this? You want to hear this? That was our first score? win of the season. This box score for Ryan Mallett, 7-15, 46% completion percentage, 90 yards, three touchdowns. What the? Uh, gosh darn it, man. Go to uh, – Oh, well, Mike Hart had 187 on the ground, uh, two touchdowns. Yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll do it. Yeah. There was uh, Mario Manningham against uh, against us in 2006. He had, I think, like four catches for 100 and something yards and three touchdowns. Like every time he got the ball, he was in the huh. end zone. And he only played half the game because he got hurt. The old Randy Moss. Yeah, yeah the, uh, the Thanksgiving day against the Three Cowboys. catches, 180 yards, three touchdowns. I'll just give me the box score, ESPN. Quit being a hero. Yeah, exactly. I don't want the game recap. Are there any Ohio State game or just any other college football games in general that you look back on and you just you always 
go back and just like to relive the box score or watch a couple highlights? Is there any any games in particular? I'm sure there are many, but um, I, I I I don't know if I can name one off the top of my head, but it always just happens organically. Like I'm just like just diving through like Wikipedia, and then I mm-hmm. come across a game or something like that, and then I go look at the box score, then I go back to Wikipedia, and then I go back to yeah it's. But um, Mario Manningham had four receptions, 137 yards, and three touchdowns. Yeah, that – oh, my gosh. He was – Oh, pretty quick. Uh, three picks. Yeah. Um, let me see. Two to align – two to Prescott Burgess, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Um, although one of them – one of them tipped off the tight end's hands and just, like, fell into his lap, and then he ran it back, like, 20 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> um, that's how we started the game. But then we got one. We almost got a pick six, but we got man. How cowardly is this? You throw up, you get an interception, you run back like sixty yards, and then you let the quarterback bump you out of bounds like the four yard line. Ah, so, I mean, we, hey, but then we threw a touchdown to the fullback, so it all worked out. That's true. And then from there, it, it just, I, oh my gosh, Chad like Henney had one of the strongest arms ever. That dude he he zipped the ball. He had a rocket. Also, one of the most mobile quarterbacks ever. People forget. <laughs> I knew it. I knew, but, it, I knew um, it. I knew it. I knew it. I do like looking at the old Georgia Oklahoma Rose Bowl box score every now and then. If I'm feeling, oh, fun. If I'm feeling frisky. Yeah, that was a fun one. Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb just ate them apart. Yes, and they uh, they still came back. Baker Mayfield, greatest receiver of all time. Hmm. Some are saying. Who's the, who threw that ball? Uh, yeah, C.B. Lamb, greatest quarterback of all time. Uh-huh. Man, that, yeah. there are some players on these teams. Um, let me see. We had a play in person that year. Yes, we did. We saw Baker. Number one and number two. Yeah, I saw Kyler Murray played in that game a little bit. Let's look at that box score. I bet that one was disgusting. Um. Yeah, he had uh he had one run for nine yards. Hell yeah. Um, Trace wait Dimitri yeah, Flower. Trace Sermon it, ate us up. Uh, Dimitri Flower, who was like the fullback slash tight end, he uh was the yeah. leading receiver. So that's uh that's exciting for the secondary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Baker Mayfield Baker Mayfield had a really good game. He dude, he was so good that game. So sharp. And I wish I wasn't I, as drunk as I was during that game because I kind of want to remember a lot more of that game. <laughs> I, um, as I've been known to do, went back and watched it. Uh, although I I watched it a while ago, uh, it was three to three at halftime, and I didn't. I, I had, was winning in the third. Yeah, I, I had never even seen this before, um, and uh, I, I I might have to pull this up and then show you or give you like a timestamp for you to go watch this, but um, <laughs> Urban Meyer gave one of the most depressing um, like going into halftime interviews ever. <laughs> Let me see if I can find this. Uh, Maria Taylor goes up to him and is just like, Coach, uh, eight, uh, only 85 yards of offense today. Oh, horrible. Oh, horrible. Like, he's just so dejected. Um <laughs> Uh, let me see if I can find, let me see if I can find my video that I made of this. Cause I, okay. Go to, 
Oklahoma, Ohio State 2017 extended highlights. It, it only has like 23 views, but it's my video. And then Oklahoma, I will tell you. Oklahoma, Ohio State 2017 extended what? Highlights? Extended highlights. Uh, and then go to like 1345. Um, For uh, Urban Meyer giving one of the, the most brief as well as the most depressing uh, interviews going into halftime that you'll ever see. Can't find oh, hold on. It's got 23 views. It's one of the, it, it's way down there. Um, it, it should say number five, Oklahoma it. at number two, Ohio State. What's the timestamp? Uh, somewhere like 1340. As they, uh, okay, let's see what we got. Okay. Turn up my volume here. Can I? I'll tell you what. They did not work on it. They certainly they just didn't. <laughs> no, they uh, they 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 must have worked on something. Okay. Well, well since you're here, I I gotta find the greatest, the single. The single good play of Austin Mack's entire career at Ohio State. Easy. Um, I, I, not not a fan of his because he could. He, speaking of Des Bryant, talk about a receiver who can't separate Austin Mack. But go yeah. to uh, go to thirteen fifty and let it play a little. Wait a minute. What the? Am I am I in the right place? All right, I gotta find this thing because I I had it and then I lost it. Um. Okay, sixteen forty. Or somewhere thereabout, maybe uh, here sixteen thirty, sixteen thirty. Okay. Austin Mack actually makes a fantastic play. Um, let's see. JT looking calm, cool, and collected. Through an absolute duck. Holy Christ. But <laughs> he didn't even catch it. Oh, yes, he did. Oh. Watch, watch the replay. Oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. Oh, yeah, because he landed on his ass. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the Kyler Murray play. Um, you guys got away with one because Mark Andrews got knocked out of that game in the first quarter. Oh, we didn't get away with shit. <laughs> well, uh, Fair point. Mark Andrews probably would have ate those linebackers up. I, I have a feeling that he would have done so as well. Oh. Okay, if you want to yeah. see the coolest play ever, 20, 12-30. 12-30 is when Baker steps off for one – Baker limps off the field. Kyler Murray comes in, and they they, they disguise up – what the – they uh design the – Best play ever. <laughs> Let's see. Quit your own Baker. <laughs> Look at Kyler. Man, I really saw some great players during my time at Ohio State. Oh, that is a sick play. Oh, my gosh. So the hand, it was just a normal handoff, and then they just ran a speed option running back with the ball, with the ball though. 
Yeah, and oh, then Baker sick. Mayfield. Baker just had to be a hero and enter the game yeah. after. You know, you, oh, you can't keep him out. He, <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, he couldn't dare have Kyler Murray planting the flag. It needed to be him. I, I'll never forget the Thursday of that game week. I was just walking around campus, and the Oklahoma fans were starting to show up. And this one dude, he like one of the biggest guys I've ever seen, wearing a cutoff T-shirt, was holding like this an Oklahoma flag, like the size of the one Baker planted at midfield, walking down High Street or um Lane, because I was walking to my dorm. He looked at me, and I gave him an OH. And he told me he'll fucking kill me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. They, uh, they traveled very well for that game. They do. Yeah, they're very, they're very obnoxious, too. Uh, yeah. They, um, As are Ohio State fans. But. Uh, yeah, that's uh, – I've heard hey, that Ohio – Was that – This game was full of NFL players just up and down the field. Yeah, C.D. Lamb, by the way, true freshman wearing a number nine jersey, and I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, Baker, Trey, Sermon, to be determined. Uh, C.D. Lamb, Mark Andrews, <laughs> Rodney Anderson. J.K. Dobbins, also a J. Baltimore Raven. J.K. Dobbins, Terry McLaurin. Um, oh, by the way, I did notice that you had uh, the Washington Commander selecting yet another Ohio State player. And your mock draft. Oh, yeah. Olave. <laughs> we got Sam Hubbard, Jerome Baker, Jordan Fuller, Nick Bosa, Denzel Ward. Orlando Brown, another Baltimore Raven. Orlando now Brown. Chief. Now a Chief. Kenneth Murray. Yeah, man. Uh, man. Yeah, I was blessed. I saw some real – there were, I think <laughs> – for three straight years, the number one and number two picks I all saw playing college. Um, let's see. Well, yeah, technically, Kyler Murray, we saw him. We, yeah, uh, we Baker Mayfield. Him. We have the evidence, as we just saw. Yeah, Baker. So, you got Baker Mayfield and Sam Darn or uh, Saquon Barkley. We got Kyler Murray and Nick Bosa. Yeah. Uh, Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow and... Who went two that year? Uh, Chase Young and then Okuda and, went And three. Jeff Okuda. Who went twenty twenty? Who went in twenty twenty? That, that, that was that was Burr. Okay, yeah, because twenty twenty one was my reign was ended. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, if you went to any of the certain festivals, no. Um, and I did not go to BYU. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did see the number two pick in the. No, wait, that was the year before. I did. Who, I was gonna say who, I did see the number two when it was Mitch Trubisky. I did see him play in high school. Yes, you did. Um, that twenty that twenty eighteen class. I saw. I think I saw six of the top ten. I saw Sam Darnold at a Notre Dame USC game. I did not see Bradley Chubb. Well, he went fifth. Who went fourth? Oh, Denzel, Denzel Ward. Ward. So we That's saw right. him, and then. Quentin Nelson and Mike McGlinchey both went in the top 10, too. Yep. So I got between three games. Well, I mean, I saw, I saw, I was at like six Ohio State games that year, but between Oklahoma, Penn State, and then Notre Dame versus USC, six players, six of the top 10. I mean, that was a, that was a good year. 
That was. That was a uh, side Baker Mayfield PU. Yeah. <laughs> Besides, you uh, see, so yesterday was the anniversary, however many years, five since they drafted Denzel Ward, and since they just signed him, they tweeted out, "Oh, five years ago today, we made the right decision," or something like that. And it was just a picture of Denzel <laughs> Ward. It was didn't it, no no sign of QB one. Yeah, no sign of six anyway. It was uh, a. Mm-hmm. Was the fan base engaging with that tweet, I imagine? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, so I have a, a strong inclination saying that um, there was there was some rioting going on in the in the comments section one way or another. Yes, very much. That's hilarious. All right, any final thoughts before we um, bust out of here and go eat some lunch? My final thoughts are... I get to just watch the NFL draft tomorrow. I don't have to worry about what the Browns did. I, I got yes. I uh, my my final thought is that I would like to see a tweet from you tomorrow. Well, uh, uh, some something along the lines of, uh, "Don't mind if I do watch the NFL draft all night long," or mm. I, I guess I'll just sit here and watch the draft all night long since there's nothing else to do. <laughs> something. Oh, one of your oh, one of your classic. Oh. Well, gee, I guess I might have to watch the draft tonight. The NFL uh, draft tonight, please. Okay, yes, second. we can do the yes. second round tonight if you want. Yes. I'd, I'd love that actually. I'd be totally cool. Uh, all right, Just ten uh, hours. Yes, we will have we will have thoughts. We will have thoughts indeed. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, definitely recapping the draft and, uh, gosh, whatever my NBA team playoffs. does. Yeah. Oh, NBA playoffs are going on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Heat, I saw advance the first round, blah, blah, blah. Hey, but the, the series, my one takeaway, we can give a one takeaway from the first round so far. Mm-hmm. Not every superstar is made to go through Boston in the playoffs. Uh, hmm. My takeaway is granting trade requests is entirely overrated. Uh, just because a player tells you he wants to be traded doesn't mean you should trade him away. So um, we'll see what Ben Simmons does for the next, next year. But yeah. um, that's my takeaway. Well, the, the series will get... The competition will get even better. We won't have any of these uh, just blowout series. Well, we shouldn't, but we might. Um, so that, we're going to talk about that. We're going to recap the NFL draft, and we're going to have Ooh. a grand old time. What you got? The Hawks uh, ended their streak. They got eliminated last night, but they covered the spread. They officially finished the year 1-43 against the spread when they lose. No! Oh, man. All right, well. That's depressing. What a what a wait. All right. Well, now we're depressed, so we're going to head out of here. I'm going to go eat some lunch, and uh, we will see you all next week for a great recap show. Take care. Peace.